Welcome back to another episode of Suds in Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is episode number 18, and today we'll be talking about Capone and The Lodge for our featured reviews, plus what else we've been watching. Um, what's new with you guys? Anything? Well, I, I thought I might have had the Rona for a second there. Yeah, that's right. Jacob just came back negative. Negative results Rona. today. Show goes on. <laughs> Yeah, we almost did this uh almost did this over Skype or Zoom or whatever, but luckily negative results. The show must go on. Yeah. We got a beer. We got a lot to talk about, so let's let's get into things. Um Josh, this was your beer. You wanna oh, yep. introduce it? Sure. So this is actually a birthday present. So I was gonna drink it earlier, but since it's in a can it should it should hold pretty fine comparatively to a growler. But we got Hoptical Illusion, an East Coast IPA from Meckley's Brewing Company, also known as Meckley's Cidery, also known as Meckley's Flavor Fruit Farms. We got a 6.2% um, pint here. Um, it doesn't really say a description, I don't think. Um, don't think so. They're based out of what's Somerset? I don't know. Liberty Township. Whatever. Uh, this one says brewed in Cement, Cement City. City. Okay, but Cement City. It's yeah, like ninety nine Irish Hills, yeah. Brooklyn, they're all the <laughs> Exactly. Michigan. So I got this as a birthday present. Uh thanks, Jess. I think she listens to the episode still. <laughs> if you are listening. Yep. Thank you. Um If yeah. you're not, screw you. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how they how well they did at filling these cans because We'll see about uh, carbonation levels. Yeah. Let's, let's crack her open, Jacob. You ready? Yeah. Ready. Mm, sound a little soft. <laughs> yeah, it did. Let's get some bubbles at the top, though. No, it's good. It's light, a little soft, but. Yeah. It, yeah, it's. Yeah, it doesn't taste It's super. not full carbed, but. No. It right. good. With the East Coast, you can kind of get away with it. Yeah. If this was like a standard American, it would taste like hoppy water. But it's got it's got a decent amount of carbs still. Yeah, it's pretty juicy. It's very juicy though. Um, it's good. I like it. It's, just, it's not egregious, or it's not like. Yeah, I think it actually is kind of. It you know what it reminds me of not basic, but like, it definitely doesn't remind me of an East Coast IPA or a New England IPA. No. So this reminds me of um, Juicy by Petoskey. Mm-hmm. This is almost identical. That's a to good that. one, yeah. So like, New, I guess we can call this a New England style, but yeah. not necessarily New England. I don't think, they didn't even claim it to be New England, but right, yeah, it's definitely but. got the juicier hops versus the more aggressive West Coast. There's like five check-ins for this. I don't know how to even check this in. Oh, really? I found, I think I found it. I don't know. Whatever. I usually do whatever has the most. Re- or well, this one has check-ins. five check-ins. The other one had one. There There's like go. a million with the name Haptical Illusion. So. Oh. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go far as to say it's bad, but it's not. It's like very middle of Yeah, it's like perfectly average, drinkable, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't seek it out. I wouldn't seek. No. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not so, but it's. And it might be better fresh. 
Disclaimer. Maybe. Yeah, very yeah. Could be. Yeah. It's still good, though. Thanks, Jess. Appreciate it. First movie. All right. Um, let's get this checked in here on Untapped. And while we're doing that, uh, we actually wanted to discuss just one news story. We don't do news stories on the show. Oh, we yeah. usually just jump into, into reviews here. But this cannot go <laughs> unnoticed enough. or untalked about. So if for those of you that don't know, uh, there's a Scarface remake in the works just got by announced, Luca Guadagnino, who's directing it. And we all just recently watched Asperia, and he and we all love him. So we're super hyped for this remake. And then yesterday I got on, I don't know what I was looking on, some news site, and I found out who's writing this movie. So a Scarface remake, already great. Depends on who's directing. Luca Guadagnino directing. Even better. And guess who's writing it? Yeah, Jacob, live reaction. Yeah, who? The Coen brothers are writing the movie. What? <laughs> and Luca Guadagnino is directing it. It's going to be That's insane. guaranteed. Like, good. Yeah. Dude. The I'm dark, so dark stylistics of Coen Brothers with Luca's direction. Yeah. Whoa. Like not, hopefully not like black comedy Coen Brothers, but no, no like no country for old men Coen Brothers. Whoa. With Luca Guadagnino directing. That dark, like aggressive, like. I wish you didn't tell me about that. That's gonna be like <laughs> guaranteed now we're gonna be Oscar waiting, nominated <laughs> movie. Yeah. So now we have to wait. Probably at least like ten years. years. Three, three years <laughs> is my at probably least, minimum. Yeah. At least three years. Yeah. It's so, in development. Like it's wow. Even. Just wanted to bring that up and get a reaction. And I mean, not much to say besides we're all super hyped. So. Yeah. Even more so now. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think that was possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. And that is a great segue into yes. our first review. Scarface, a.k.a. Al Capone. Uh, we are going to be talking about Capone first. So, Yeah. Let me, uh, let's listen to a clip while I pull up the information here. Is this something you want to talk to me about? It's just us on this boat. I hit 10 million bucks. You did, but you did what? I hid 10 million bucks. You hid 10 million, 10 million bucks? Yeah. Where? I don't fucking know. Okay, Capone is written and directed by Josh Trank. The Return of Josh Trank. Infamous Trank. Did we want him to? <laughs> um, <laughs> That's the question. This stars Tom Hardy, Linda Cardellini, Matt Dillon, uh, Noel Fisher, who else? Kyle McLaughlin, a few other people. Uh, plot synopsis reads, the 47-year-old Al Capone, after 10 years in prison, starts suffering from dementia and comes to be haunted by his violent past. What would you guys think of Capone? So... <laughs> So it was an interesting take. You know, they're like, we, we always know Capone, right? Mm-hmm. Scarface. He has so much of his notoriety that's based on the time when he was so big. And people don't realize how young he actually was. Even in his when he died, he was in his 40s. 48. Yeah. So. Yeah. So 10 years in prison. He died at 48. 10 years in prison puts him at 38, which means his reign 
was like from his late 20s, 20s to 30s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So even so though he looks old, for, even at the time. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, this is kind of a cool take. But the more I was watching it, I was like, but why do I care about this story? Oh, my God. That's so funny that you say that. I was thinking the exact that was my biggest gripe. Like, why did we need, we didn't yeah, need this and, movie? This <laughs> did nothing for me. Yeah. Because most of the time when you see people, you think Rocky. Balboa. Yeah. Like, like a feel good. Someone who's at the end of their, you know, his career, right? He's old, battered. You get to see that he can't do what he once did. You get to see him fading out or even Creed is a good example, like passing the baton yeah. to the new one. And you care about it because it's Rocky. It's a character you yeah. care about. Like, but I don't care. Capone was a terrible person. Like, I don't care about him. Don't like, want, yeah. So I don't care if he had like a Struggle. sad yeah. life at the end of his life. Good. He was a terrible person. <laughs> like, I'm glad. And he, it was from syphilis. Like, they got it before 15. So he had it for years. Which mean, what does that mean? Does he mean he was like abused when he was younger, maybe? Or he just started really like, using his power and having sex like way With somebody who earlier. had syphilis. So they must have been older than him. By well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying is like, who knows? I mean, I don't really know that much about Capone. Like, his when he started, life. or yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, he probably started around 16, just. So right away, going everywhere. That going going into, I was just like, yeah, this this is a story that I don't really needed to be told. And then, you know, you get to the technical aspects where nothing was like blow blew me away at all. Not even the acting. I think this was Hardy's probably worst movie I've seen him in. And I don't think he was bad. I think he did pretty well with what he was given. Except the accent thing. I don't know why he talked like Mad because Max he was sick. or something. Oh, yeah. He sounded I like Mad Max to me. <laughs> yeah. Parts. Partially supposed to be true to. If, yeah. If I know, if I know Tom Hardy, like we know Tom Hardy, he researched how Al Capone probably talked. Yeah. But it was still it just like threw me off for it. I was just not. Oh, I had subtitles on the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I did too. I watched with subtitles. So I always watched with subtitles. I read something now. that said to do it oh. before I even started it. Yeah. So. I just watch pretty much every movie with subtitles now. Yeah. Because just in case I miss yeah. something. But so acting overall, there wasn't really anything bad. I thought overall acting was solid there was from no everybody. Bad actor, I guess. Yeah. Tom Hardy did what he could with what he had. And there was parts that were good. There was parts I'm like, uh. And cinematography didn't do anything special that I was like, ooh, that's pretty. It was just like, okay. I will say one scene that I really thought was, I, I don't know, <laughs> dumb, I guess, was with the Tommy gun, which I know didn't actually happen, mm-hmm. I guess. But what was the point? I don't. Spoiler just, alert. Yeah. <laughs> like it mattered. There's just, it happened in real life. Right. So this is all. Spo- we already know he died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. It's just there was. The reason I, I gave it a, even a below average score was even everything was solid technically, but it was a story that didn't grip me, even fell too long for how short it was. There was a lot of parts I thought could just not be there. But I think even if this was done, I don't know, perfectly, I don't know if I would have cared about the story in the yeah. end. Anyway, there was no payoff at the end. There was, I don't know, I just yeah didn't care for it really. Yeah, I, uh, I think the only thing that saved this movie at all was Tom Hardy. I think, yeah, his it wasn't the best, but like he he did really well, like portraying dementia and 
like yeah. crazy fucking. But so I didn't even know anything about this movie. I thought it was going to be like a recollection, and you were going to see as did everybody else. Because if you look at user or general right. audience scores, like this isn't about Al Capone's. It's just him yes. dying. So like, it was oh, like yeah, it's, it was it's like a take. yeah. I I I don't. I guess. I appreciate the fact that we did, that he did try and go for a biopic of sorts, but it wasn't the whole time I'm watching. I'm like, I have no interest in this movie. Yeah. Like I gave it a, a decent score, but it was just because like you said, everything was, there was nothing like technically bad. Sound was good. Acting was average. Mm -hmm. Everyone, no one was like bad. Well, see, a lot of times for me, what changes like a half star is the entertainment for me. That is always what brings it from like a four and a half to a five. It's like four and a half, you know, amazing movie. Everything was amazing, but just didn't have that it. I laughed that a couple times. Je ne sais quoi. I actually laughed a couple of times. Like the scene, the scene when unintentionally. <laughs> no, this one was it was when he intentional. pooped the bed. Oh. No, oh. the um when Gino's stabbing that dude. And oh, he's like, yeah. he goes, he goes, that goes for any of you. And Al Capone's like, he like looks like scared, like, okay. And like, he doesn't, he doesn't really realize that he's like the boss still. Yeah. And he's like, Ooh, like, okay. Yeah. Like, Oh shit. He, this guy's like, he's like Crazy. watching like, what the hell is happening? And that was like, I laughed a couple of times. Cause I, I yeah. think it wasn't like, he was meant to be like kind of a comic relief of that very over the top scene but yeah and he's still in his like robes and stuff yeah yeah uh so i think automatically there's always like a stigma going into these movies with gangster movies especially like biopics and stuff everybody thinks it's going to be one thing like a like an epic retelling of their life or this tale that's going to span years and have uh you know all the violence and stuff that comes with the mob Mm -hmm. But this is different. And that's what was the best part about it was I like the retelling of it and showing the last years of his life. I thought the take on it was good. It's just some things like I wish I wish he leaned more into the craziness and um, almost like the dream nature. So the best parts, all the best parts of the movie for me was every time that he was half crazy yeah. but it was the craziness like he's pulling it from his own mind so a lot of that stuff relates to him his life what he was doing and things yeah. in the past yeah and it's a mixture between his dementia and Dreams. you know him being crazy and his actual life right so a lot of the plot and a lot of the stuff that you learn about al capone comes through his flashbacks, visions yeah. flashbacks uh i like how they integrate like the radio like the stuff they listen to on the radio is actually his life and like, yeah. it's not actually, that's not actually probably what he's listening or hearing to or whatever, but that's just a way to give you some plot and some details without having it come through exposition, which would be worse. Yeah. yeah. So all of that stuff, like just the Lynchian, um, visions and dreams and stuff that he has and all the crazy stuff was the best parts. I just don't think they did a good balance of yeah. the stuff of his living, him actually living in Florida and all of that stuff. Because like was there was so boring. Yeah, the parts where he was like live, just living out in part. Florida. Yeah, that those was so were too dumb long. too. Yeah, the whole FBI. Maybe agent, it actually. Like, 
yeah. angle of it was just like maybe that actually happened, but then it's like, but I don't care. Yeah, he had the <laughs> interview. It was like a three minute scene. It was and so like, long, and he just couldn't answer anything. It, I'm just like, yeah. And then he poops himself, and it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish it was all. Yeah, just that was another on... part. Was that supposed to be funny, or was that just? Well, they do. They like overemphasize the. Fart I think he was saying like everything. a. Fu- it was like a fuck you to these guys. No, he didn't mean to do uh, it though. I think it was he just accidentally. I think it was did bad it. comedy. I don't think they. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was trying to shit him. Like was, he shit himself on purpose. No, I think he to just like get did. out of the conversation. And he's just like, oops. Yeah, like I don't know. I'm just like, hmm. this is really cheesy. Like, yeah, all the sound the effects, whole, the, sound effects. The doctor bad. angle, the whole doctor person was kind of like. Like I said, there was a lot of things that I felt like could be have been yeah, cut were, out, but even if they were, I don't think it would like improved it really for me. Special effects were bad. Can't really think of any the, the effects heavy fucking, stuff. The, the alligator fu- was bad. The alligator, <laughs> right? That whole scene, the alligator, and then the waves come up over the trees. Oh, oh no, that was, yeah. All dr- oh, dude. I just thought it was like a dream sequence. I didn't take too much. Yeah, like realism. No, it wasn't. But it was still like you're gonna go for this to make it look like he's actually getting drowned. Like didn't stand out. Yeah, it stood out to me bad. I thought the gun part was pretty good looking. Yeah, like the as far as like the acting and like I'm with Jacob. I don't think everybody's praising this for Tom Hardy because he's like so uh, you can't even tell it's him. He does an accent, all this stuff, but that doesn't mean it automatically that it's good. Like, no, I just think he was the best part about this movie. Yeah, I think it's split where. He it's does some like parts Tom really Hardy. good, and Great. some parts are just like, yeah, too over the top, yeah. goofy. Bad. But again, kind of that's most direction. Movies. Yeah, I think that was that direction problem because yeah. obviously Hart, Tom Hardy all, is a great yeah. actor. Yeah, and for him, like if maybe put someone else in that role and see what it would have been. You know, bad. Yeah, like he'd, good. he. Are good. I don't know. I think they could did the accent or something better. If that was it, I don't know. If that was just well, his like take or it he, says something like his. Like his voice started getting shot, like to the later, and he smoked cigars. Yeah, left and right. I liked how they did switch it to carrot, and like even all his scenes, he always had a carrot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I liked that. That was kind of cool. Well, also but, little little pharmacy fact here. I'm pretty sure he was one of the first people to receive penicillin as a treatment, hmm. which is still used today for the treatment of syphilis. It's the only treatment. For, that penicillin's really that good he for had, anymore. Uh, necrosyphilis. Well, the neuros. Or neurosyphilis. Yeah. yeah. And that's Necro, just... Uh, dead syphilis. Usually, because syphilis is extremely easy to treat yeah. now. Like, extremely easy to treat. in the 40s. And you can... You have so much time to treat it because it has, like, three stages of it. And his is rare. Even neurosyphilis is still rare, even if you have syphilis to get. And because it can take, like, literally years and years and years to get to that point so well, yeah i mean he had it since 15 you know yeah 30 some years yeah it's really that part just a little fact there for you yeah i mean i don't have much else no. to say no. um it, i mean when that movie is like to me so average it does some things good and then there's just the bad to kind of balance it out like it it's almost like it it doesn't do everything adequately. It does. I think it does some things good, but some things bad. So that's where it comes. That's where it balances out to be average. Mm-hmm. Cause like some things stand out as bad. Like we said, I like the, the, all I of love the dream. The pre- and, like, I like the craziness. premise. Yeah, I think the, the premise. original idea was cool. Just the execution was. Yeah. 
And some of the, the stuff, problem. like you said, cinematography doesn't do anything spectacular. I like some of the stuff in Florida. It's like they get it pretty vibrant, like to yeah. give you that feeling warmer, of warmer, saturated. Yeah, yeah, they want to make sure you know you're in, he's in Florida, not Chicago or whatever. Because they did show the scene. Because they do flashbacks to Chicago and it's a little bit more dark dreary and, and dark. Cold. And, yeah. And then the FBI agent like was went away from Florida and went back and they right. showed like that scene was like gray. Yeah. In that office. And then he goes to Florida to see Al Capone. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah yellows and oranges and yeah so i mean like i said there's it's good there's bad but to me it comes out to be average what did you think of the did you see who did the music in this so i've been i've been getting back into scores lately also (laughs) which i went through a phase where i was really into them and then took a break and back in i want to i followed your list yeah uh so lp the hip-hop artist did the music for this Hmm. but it was like original composed music it wasn't like yeah it's not hip hop tracks yeah Hmm. so just a little i don't even know he was a bit there he was also in fantastic four there you go (laughs) yeah not in it but (laughs) still haven't seen that so i actually haven't even seen chronicle this is my first i have seen seen. chronicle and i actually that would enjoyed that one actually has good chronicle is probably one of the best found footage films i've ever seen yeah uh see that's where i think yeah, if you have if you have a good take on a found footage movie, it's almost easy to make it. It's almost easy to have it seem maybe better than it is because most found footage movies are bad. bad. But like his two most narratively constructive like films, Fantastic Four and this are, you know, well, Fantastic Four, people say, is like one of the worst movies ever. This, I think, is coming out to be pretty average. Maybe his next movie will be. Uh, finally a step in the right direction to good he goes back to found footage again <laughs> just for the next one maybe or he's like just that idea. director of paranormal activity 13 <laughs> yeah are you guys ready to rate this yeah, yeah. all right i oh, gave it good. a two out of five i gave it a two and a half and i think I it was a 48 i gave it 48 out of gave it a two and a half as well all right we got one more featured review and that was The Lodge. Uh, the Lodge is directed by Severin Fiala and Veronica Franz. Um, written by Sergio Caski and Veronica Franz. Uh, stars Riley Keough, Jaden Martell, and Leah McHugh. Uh, plot synopsis reads, A soon-to-be stepmom is snowed in with her fiancé's two children at a remote holiday village. I don't know why it says village. It's just a house. A yeah, lodge. village. It's not a whole village. <laughs> just as relations begin to thaw between the trio, some strange and frightening events take place. Uh, let's take a listen to a clip. We're leaving. I need my pills, and we're just going to walk to the nearest town and call your dad, and then he's going to come pick us up. So you have to pack your things. What are you talking about? We can't leave. It's not up for discussion. Look outside, Grace. That's crazy. We don't even have our jackets. We're not going. We'll go alone. You won't make it. Okay, what'd you guys think of The Lodge? Does anyone want to take point on this one? Or? I actually will say something because this kind of goes... Now that we're now that we've talked about or we're getting into both movies, mm-hmm. you said something last week when we talked about half of it, how it was frustrating, yeah, you know, how it could have been something, yeah. So if, to me, that's both of these movies because there's 
both of these movies have very good elements yeah. that I think could have be more expanded and be really be really really good movies, but they both are just average to above average. So this week was much more frustrating for me to watch these and be like, yeah. oh, I like I like the Lynchian dreamlike nature of Capone. I wish they did more with that. With this, I liked the first angle that they took on it until the reveal, and yeah. I didn't like that. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> um, we'll try to go for this one. There is more spoilers than Definitely, Capone. Yeah. Let's do just general thoughts, and then we'll get into spoilers. But generally, I do think it was pretty good. I like the mood and atmosphere of it. That's kind of the best part. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we should say that these... This is the same directors as um, Goodnight Mommy, which I also... I, I really did like that a lot. I, I really like, like that, that movie. movie yeah. And that's another very moody, <laughs> yeah. atmospheric film. Um, so that does it does those elements really well. Um, it's just, like I said, there's, there's parts after the reveal that leaves you with a lot of questions and just things that I wish had been done differently. And I think they could have gone further into one angle but they didn't. But anyway, mm-hmm. everything else was pretty good. I mean, like the actors were fine. Um, it's, it's pretty dark, but it still looks nice. You know, they, they hold that tone throughout and yeah, I think the, I think the design of the, of the lodge too is, is done well, like the inside and then it mirrors the dollhouse, so lots mm-hmm. of people are going to compare it to Hereditary. I was going to say Hereditary, yeah. But uh, this, I don't think it was like trying to be Hereditary. Though. Well, I know people said that. The story that, but. behind it is that this supposedly was filming, was started filming before Hereditary, but Hereditary really? was a twenty-four, so they got it out and it was done faster than this movie. So, oh, that's oh. the story that I know. Yeah, we'll have to get into spoilers like to really get into it. Like, yeah. there's nothing that I can point out is bad, really technically, at least not that I can think of right now. So, it's more plot so that I have a problem with. Cinematographer, which I was just thinking um, about because I kind of liked mm-hmm. a lot of the shots in it. They and did Hansel, Gretel, and Hansel. No, that's what it felt he like. did. Killing a sacred deer, uh-huh. the lobster, uh-huh. uh, keep the lights on. Una, so he's done like every film that he's been a part of has been like, yeah, pretty yeah. good movie. Yeah. So this dude's like obviously, because I was like some of these shots like the they would have like a kind of like the camera would kind of tilt down and then you know like pan slowly, pan slowly yeah. toward something or like the kind of transitions sometimes were mm-hmm. pretty cool. long, like wide, yeah, slow panning shots, kind of like uh, what was that? Move, I always forget uh, Hagazusa. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They didn't hold as long as that. No. But, yeah. I liked it. Initial. Um, I did. I think I liked all the angles. I just think it could have been done better. But mm-hmm. I did like the reveal not to be a reveal. But, like, I don't know. It was, like, what you expected did happen, but what you didn't expect kind of mm-hmm. happened too. Yeah, I kind of like. I expected you, actually, one like, of it. I, it's not that. It's not that that I have a huge problem with. It is more of how it was kind of handled. Yeah, like, I, it's not. It was the a actual, little. They fumbled a little bit. Yeah, right. And that what ultimately brought it down. But I liked how it gave you 
both options or like both mm-hmm. themes that were that you thought could have happened did yeah <laughs> both like so gave you kinda... the threads but didn't necessarily tie them so well mm-hmm. together yeah. yeah yeah the third act kind of fell apart a little right. bit but first and second act were really good yeah if you i mean three acts you could say this about three acts mm-hmm. yeah well like for me i did like it and it was like i had it it was i am on the same lines it was where Kyle was yeah it was extremely frustrating because i'm like oh i can't wait to see this is like building up perfectly i don't know if you guys seen vhs oh yeah the one the cult one dude that one's fucked up that was my yeah, favorite that was one, my favorite though. one yeah. yeah so i thought it was kind of like going towards yeah, that yeah. angle type and i loved that vhs one short and like it just didn't pay off for me and that was the biggest thing the ending just did not pay off it felt like it was building all this stuff it was going really well and then just fumbled yeah. the ending i didn't really mind yeah. the ending i i just think it wasn't that it was necessarily like terrible or oh, anything, yeah, but it was just weak compared to comparatively to how it was building up yeah and like the comparison with hereditary was spot on for me. I've definitely felt they had a very similar vibe, but hereditary I thought was amazing. Yeah. And everything paid off and it was the way they are kind of very similar, honestly. Yeah. Um, Well, hereditary has much more supernatural than. Yeah. But like, I think think you just mean structurally like very, both, both very slow builds. Very slow. Yeah. Um, they do a lot of uh, like meta uh, or like metaphorical stuff in the movie. Not like what you're supposed to pull from it, but like as one thing is happening in the movie, or they're showing you something that's going to happen. Yeah, you know, like they do that. The blatant foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, foreshadowing that stuff. Yeah, I did not like the antagonism between the kids and the and Grace. Yeah, Grace. I guess I thought it was too much. Because, it, you know, you, I don't want to, like, spoil it too much, but yeah. you know how there can spoilers, be, so. yeah, like, you know how there can be that kind of tension between, but it, this was way over that, and I just felt like it was very unrealistic in that way. It, yeah. it felt forced, like, it didn't feel naturally, like, be, it didn't feel natural, the relationship between them it was way too much which is fine but i think it was somewhat deliberate yeah i'm sure it was deliberate i just felt like it was forced it didn't feel it felt like hey we're gonna make we're gonna like hit you over the head with how obvious this is to drive the other person to be the way they were in the end it was just like the vehicle moving it forward without being subtle about it and yeah, I mean, it would have been one thing like if it definitely would have been. Uh, see, I don't feel like it was too forced or like too. It was too bad. I mean, what they did was bad. Like when you look at the grand scheme of things, but if you look at what happened, it's not like they her their parents just got a divorce because of her. Well, they, what Something about the much first worse 10, 15 happens. minutes? Yeah, that was fucking nuts. Well, if we're out of general thoughts and discussions, let's say spoilers for the yes. lodge their mom kills herself because of because of everything that's happening. So it's a little yeah. bit more pregnant. It's a lot worse. Right? No. Who says she was pregnant? I thought she was pregnant. No. 
I don't uh, remember that. I don't think so. I can't say either way. Um, I'll look it up real quick. She, yeah, she kills herself when she finds out that the husband wants to finalize the divorce and marry his girlfriend, which is Grace. And that's a lot worse than just like your parents splitting up, like their mom died and they were blaming their mom's death on this girl. Yeah. So, and they also think, they also at that point know that she is Oops. somewhat crazy or has a has some kind of psychological trauma in her past. Well, I mean, they look it up on the yeah. computer. Yeah. But I'm like, why though? Why would they look up that much to try and like because destroy heard, this it's person? It's like a legend or something. Like those stories. No, of Grace this part Marshall I didn't know like, either until afterwards. But so her dad, when they says for your book, her dad, their dad is writing a book about that what happened, and so during through interviews and stuff, that's how they met and got together. Yeah, hmm. I knew it was like a like a somewhat of a. So that's why all the information is kind of just like there in his office. They're in his office when they find it. And like I could see like where they don't like her. So they want to mess with her. But like. No, I know what you're saying. Like it's over the top and it feels like it could feel forced. But like I don't. I felt like it. I don't know how else they would have gotten to that point where they wanted to go. Where the wherever well, the based on where the, the, the director wanted to go. But yeah. that was the problem with me. For me, Part it's like it, yeah, where me. they went just wasn't exciting in the end. I guess it was. Yeah, you feel like them not liking each other and what they think is happening in the first or the second act is good enough. Rather than what they do is so. There's like no. There's almost no motivation for it or there's motivation, but it's too much, you know? Yeah. Like pretending to hang yourself and stuff like that. Yeah. Like kids are doing that. It just seemed like that's in my notes. So (laughs) the, so basically just to lay out the basic structure, they go to the lodge. They think that they are stuck in purgatory or that, you know, after they wake up after a night and all the food is gone, all their stuff is gone. They think that they're in purgatory and that they've died but it turns out that the kids just hid everything, all the food, somehow everything, and that uh, they're playing a prank on Grace to get back at her for what she did, quote unquote, what she did to their mom. So that's kind of just the basic structure. So it goes from something that's building up really well, especially with all of like the religious symbolism I love and everything. That, yeah. And then, then it turns out that they think they're in purgatory. And it's like, oh, this is you know interesting yes. with all the... Yeah, I love that part because uh, when the kid says like, well, how do you know, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. And he's like, but what if that's Dude, just how it is? Oh, yeah, my exactly. God. That like, was I the best loved, line. Yeah, I, yeah. I love that part. But then it just like kind of went to when, not when she's exciting. Like, yeah. How do you know you're not dead? I've, I'm cold. I, I'm hungry. He's like, well, what if that's what death is? Yeah. yeah. Oof, I loved that. That, that yeah. line was dope. That was so good. And just the payoff is where what the actual ending ended up being the masterminds behind the 13 year old and a yeah even younger than that then they printed off the fucking news clip like they wrote a story and everything yeah so just the twist itself just brings up a lot of questions to me like grace checks the daughter's phone like she says give me your phone and she was talking to her dad we find out that she was yeah regularly talking to to him too long yeah and then she took her phone and then was like checking it trying to turn it on or whatever she was literally just on it how did it not like come back on or not for even a light up. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like. And then as like, they printed out. So they have the obituary where that says, no, we died. Here's our but what obituary. If her phone actually was dead. Okay. At sure. That time. Whatever. But then you don't, she literally was just on it. Yeah, and then she said that they have the obituary. It's like, where did they get 
that or did they print that? How did they make it that? It might have been it might have been pre printed it and saying. brought There's, it beforehand. That's what I'm saying. There was just like a lot of conveniences. And then to he, it. like you said, he hangs himself to prove that he's dead. How like, does he do that? How would yeah, did that, any of that he, happen? He had to have another <laughs> string, like a harness built. There was two around his neck, if you look. Yeah, but, but still, he can't been holding by his neck. And like a kid that age was able to figure out how to build something that quickly to hang himself to pretend that and to make he it look completely convincing. Re- yeah, to an adult, <laughs> right. like that's what I'm saying. Like there was, it was so heavy handed at that point to like drive to where they wanted it to go versus when it was subtle at that scene like right before that yeah like as soon as the reveal comes in there's just so many like things that are like okay this is just a huge convenience like all of these things are now not believable because of the convenience that has to go into it to make it believable yeah like when she and when she thinks she's still convinced that they're dead when the dad shows up and she's like look i'll prove it to you she has a gun tries to shoot herself in the head and it doesn't kill her and she's like, okay, see, we're dead. And then yeah. she shoots him. It's like, wait, if she was actually trying to kill, prove that, did it just the chamber didn't line up with the bullet? Just <laughs> happened to not yeah, be didn't there. Kill her. Yeah. And why just would so if, they, if that's true, why would they have a gun where the first chamber was empty? Like, yeah, if right. they loaded the gun, why did they load it so the first it? one was empty? No, there's no other shots with that gun. Well, they do tar- they do shoot target practice. Yeah, so if it's fully loaded and so you I, shoot, I'm just saying, I'm just wondering. Out, the next one should still be should there. Be lined up. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. wondering if she like. Now I will say, I, I love the tension something. of that scene. I did, but it just like I said, there was the conveniences no, they I wanted, like, and I like the very end too. Yeah. like where she is just full out, like she's gonna be stuck in this belief, and yeah, even though that they're not dead, and we find out they're not in purgatory. It's kind of like saying, no, the, you know, you're in your own hell or whatever. She sings that song, and then the duct tape. With the yeah. dead dad sitting yeah. at the table with him, and she puts this. Oh tape yeah, over. yeah, I did like that. That, ends. that literal end part. Yeah, yeah, I did yeah like the literally that. end. Is yeah, why yeah. I like it's all it's everything like from the reveal to that that it was. It's like, like the 20, yeah. 15, 20 minutes of like yeah, yeah, pretty fast fumbling their way through twenty minutes, and then it's like we have this golden ending, and we have this gold. There's even up some stuff it. where like she's. Where the kids say, no, this it, we did just do a prank, and the, she's still crazy. That's good, too. You know, the tension of her trying to get to and the And they kids. took her pills away, which were probably maybe an, like a psychosis. No, it was definitely for something psychological. But yeah. Like, all that stuff was fine. Oh, and except sure. when the kids go to the car, and then it's like, he just drove the car there, and they can't move the car now. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. Another plot convenience. Yeah. <laughs> that they was the, the main car, problem. They backed it into the thing and got stuck. Yeah, but it's like... They're smart enough to hang themselves from ceiling, no, but I can't know. figure out how to drive well, a car. <laughs> like, yeah. But I was saying is all that stuff is just like, yeah, that was the main thing. Like the tension was good. The atmosphere was good. The cinematography. I actually did like a lot it was, of it. Yeah. I thought a lot of it was really good and it, but it was the plot. Like Kyle was saying that just kept there's holes for sure. Yeah. There was just so much like, and honestly, boom, most boom, of the holes boom. come in that 20 minutes. Yeah. Which is why I just like started falling apart. Yeah. I never thought this was like at the level where hereditary was for me, well, but oh no, it, it just kept like knocking itself down. And my where I landed on it in the end, well, even just in the whole beginning, like if the ending was stronger, I mean, I'm not saying it would be on as good as hereditary. I'm saying it could be. It could be at least breath. a full star, star and a half higher than what it is. Like yeah, definitely. 
Definitely. you know, it's really just that that holds it back. Because all that stuff in the beginning is great, and I even like the the. Well, there's some possibilities too of what ha- what actually happens. Um, there's like a theory that they died. Oh well, the gas thing that is like the part I think in the obituaries what it says. Yeah, they died, they died from the, the gas. Blew up. Right. So there's that, or it's saying like, did they actually die in the gas? And this is playing out as Fair part hell. of purgatory still, even though they say it's not. It could be still. Yeah. You know, there's some interesting stuff there. It could be to the look kids' into. hell. Yeah, I don't know. Or just what she sees from her mind. Like she goes, she goes to. At one point, she tries to leave the lodge and go seek help. She finds she comes across another cabin where there's a person there, and they don't let her in. Like there's some interesting things to look into there. See, that's what I'm saying. Those things I liked, but then in the end, it just didn't pay off. I felt like okay, then it just turned into yeah, this is actually all this stuff actually happened. Yeah, and it just. For me, it cut off any of that. Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe. It yeah, was just I think like, it is going. In they a were like, "No, it was direction. definitely a prank. No, we definitely did it. No, it definitely. This yeah. is real it should life. Be left no. more ambiguous, but it's yeah, not. it was too just straightforward. Yeah. And it started off so ambiguous, and that's why I thought it just didn't pay off in the end. Which I still enjoyed it. There was a, so many good elements. I was wondering who the why they kept showing that painting because it's like a. She is, it's more of like a haunting uh, reminder to her. Right. Because yeah. she comes from a background where obviously she didn't have the same beliefs as her parents, which is interesting. Also, like we're seeing a lot more things come out now in media or whatever. Like our generation is, we're getting less and less religious as a, as a species. Yeah. And so she like left that in the past and it's just constantly reminding her because their family is like they pray before meals. Right. And she's like not she, you know, she doesn't want to be associated with it because of what happened. And that painting is always just there to like remind her. And it's and it she goes as far as to like smash it at one point because it's like in she her head. It. Yeah. Yeah. Which how old was she when she got out of it? Twelve. Yeah, really. 12, and now 12, she like was a 12 year old. And now girl. it's been probably at least a decade. Like, yeah, she's in right. at 20s. least almost two decades. Yeah, she probably says, I think they might say 27, 28. I don't she's got to be either late 20s or I don't know. 30s. Even that to me seems a little bit unrealistic because it's like. So you can have things like PTSD and stuff from those kind of situations, but it doesn't drive you to psychosis a lot of the time. So right. for her just to be like like psycho like ha- schizophrenic i guess she'd be schizophrenic because she had delusions she wasn't psychopath gotta draw that line there she was schizophrenic so supposedly being caused by the trauma in her childhood seemed a little bit of a stretch that she would just go so overboard on it when she shunned the belief for so long i don't know it felt like just because you took her medicine away it's like i'm sure like medicine alone doesn't like cure that. There's, I'm sure she went through tons of therapy and stuff, and for all that just to break down so quickly. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a pretty. I mean, if you already have a feeble mind, and it's just like, then you take the pills away. But like when and you then know, all this shit it's not back. real. Like when she you didn't don't know when you. Well, well, that could be. So that's what I was literally just gonna ask: is is that something that you think the movie is trying to say? Like, she does. She doesn't follow through with the what her cult or her, her own father does is leads them all to suicide. She doesn't follow through that. Maybe she doesn't believe it, but is there a small part of her that clings to that belief because she does turn in the end and say, we, 
she tur- she goes full into the belief that she needs to repent to get out of purgatory. She believes that she's in purgatory. Like, is it saying? I think the I think the most interesting parallel to draw is that most religion, most of religion, is fear mongering and saying that right. you need to do this or else you're going to go to hell. Right. And so, even if you trying to to leave that belief completely behind you is harder than you would think and that there's always like a small part of you that believes maybe this is real because let's say you are like straight atheist right and then all of a sudden something bad happens it's hard not to be like yeah please don't let this happen to something even though if you were raised that way maybe she was older maybe she was like 15 or 16 when she got out or whatever like that's even more time to be brainwashed I it was 12 though. bought into that. Yeah. But I'm saying like X amount of years more to just be right. Like I said, brainwashed into yeah. that belief. And even if, you know, even if you get out, there might be a small part of you. Not everybody can just leave it completely behind to her. There might've been a small part that says that's true. I'm yeah. still scared of. Yeah. I, I guess I could see it from that perspective. Now everyone, it can be just so clean cut and it's just like, I love the, um, transitions from dream state to reality though like when she she was seeing that body covered in the purple robe and she pulls it back and says sin and oh. the kid's like what are you doing and she's just standing there like blank stare at him just with the gun yeah oh yeah the tension stuff was um, great and uh, in this movie, uh, movie. even fact. when they were like sitting upstairs like I have to go to the bathroom. He's like, don't go. Like, I love the tension in that scene, even though it's like, he's like pretty predictable, but it was just like, you could just hear her. They just heard her like screaming and stuff. Yeah. And they're just like, what's going on? Cause she's yeah. kneeling on the, yeah. On the, oh, I know that part. Was yeah. Well, that was, you find out why up. she was like scratching her knee so much. You ever notice she had that twitch? Oh, she no, kept scratching, well, she like, like digging at her knees. Yeah, I don't know if it was like your. I thought she. Oh, was you like think it was just healing? Like they used yeah, to she do just, that in her religion, and then so like that was, that's like her nervous tick. Hmm. Yeah, because she was always getting like, yeah. burning her knees, so it was always that like, is healing. Interesting, yeah. I noticed that first, and I was like, "Why is she doing it?" And then it showed like one or two more times. And I, I didn't even like, make oh. that connection that mm-hmm. it was from probably from the past. Yeah, yeah. from yeah. healing mm-hmm. past. Trauma. Every time like something was like going wrong, she would start like scratching her knee. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. But that was also her real father in her life is. Was the father in the oh really the cult? <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, he only shows up in the fl- uh, all found. Well, the there's also like all the underwater stuff, which I don't know what was trying to say. Besides, maybe like you know how he like grabs your ankle from underwater, like yeah, like and he's in the in the t- on the other he's tower like house holding thing. her down, or he's like you know keeping her under, which is kind of like another like holding her from the truth. Yeah, like another thing with religion, like keeping you underwater, keeping your head underwater, not letting you question. Well, water in general, like baptisms and yeah, religion has a lot to do with, but he's the one that's holding her underwater. Not like there's that connection, but like in this specific instance, he's like direct keeping her underwater, like pulling her under. Yeah. Then he was also in like, I was saying, and then just the video in the tower though. He was in when she went to that, well, she walked for X amount, however long, Mm -hmm went to that house that was locked or whatever. Yeah. And then she's walking away and she looks back and her dad's standing in the window. Oh, I didn't know it was supposed to be him. No, like when he, when she goes there, you can see somebody in the window, but it's just like a figure. I thought it was just somebody in the window. Yeah. Yeah. No, you could see because he had the beard and he had that white gray Hmm. stripe down his beard. All right. So that's what she saw, but there is somebody in there 
But yeah, like, it's somebody's house, him. but it's not. But that's what she saw. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I yeah, know there's a lot of more than I, you guys. interesting things. I mean, I think this is something that probably could go up on a rewatch for me, but for now. I think so, too. I think mm. now that we know the reveal, I think we might be able to pick up could be. more things I mean, about. I definitely wouldn't be against watching again, but at it the same time, I'm not. Soon, yeah, I'm not no. like I want to watch that again to get more out of it. It's like, I did like how long this it is something too. I would revisit when they come out with a new movie, because, you know, I've been wanting to revisit Goodnight Mommy. Also, like that movie was I good. would I did check like out that. like yeah. I would watch their filmography before going to another movie from them. And this would be a part of that, obviously. So that's. Pretty much the only time I would want and to rewatch first it. Ameri- first English movie. Yeah, they're... I don't, where German. are they from? German? Okay, yeah. Because Good Night Mommy was all in German. Yeah. I don't even remember it being in German. It Whoa. is. Yeah, it's completely German. <laughs> okay. There's not that much dialogue in it because it's just two kids and, yeah. and, and their mom. But yeah. Hmm. You want to rate The Lodge? Yeah. I can. I gave it a three. three. I also gave it a three. I gave it a three and a half. 71. Okay. Let's move on to what else we've been watching. Okay, so the first film we're going to talk about is the only one that we all three watched. Jacob and I actually wanted to talk about it last week. Josh hadn't watched yet. So if you listen to last week's episode, you know that that movie is Suspiria, the 2018 remake or re-envisioning of Suspiria. So we're going to let Josh kick this one off because I think we gave our general impressions last week. We'll let Josh do his and then we can just dive into spoilers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was great. I mean, I really, really liked everything. There, I only have like one gripe, and it's not even like that big of an issue. But um, I almost did four and a half, but I didn't think it was a justice. I said ninety-four out of a hundred, mm-hmm. which isn't. It's like four and a half, not quite five star. But I was like, eh. I can give it an extra point. So, give it a five star. Um, which, did you guys reveal? I, you guys revealed your stars last week, pretty much. I think so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I think if you not, it's five. Yeah. 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 If, if, you, if they listened to last episode and didn't realize what the score was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I don't have anything bad to say. So, I'm interested to hear what that yeah. is. The one is gripe, it general? Is it something that's is general? Is it like a spoiler? Or a spoiler? Uh, no. Okay. The main, the biggest grab I had was the whole political injection. Mm-hmm. Like there was a lot of political s- stuff that I didn't feel like was necessary to the story, but it didn't detract from it at all. It was just like, I was like, they didn't really like the, the random TV blips and radio blips of like what was going on currently. And it's like, I get what they were trying to do, but I feel like he, it was just li- like, I don't think it was necessary. And okay. That's the only great I really have with it, though. Well, what did you like? You didn't really say. I mean, expand upon. Um, acting. It's a five-star movie. Yeah. Score was amazing. Acting. So good. <laughs> um, I mean, we're if we're, we're doing these, they're pretty much, we're doing spoilers when we're doing what we watched already, right? Yeah. I mean, if, Cause it's if been you want to get into it now. Because it's been out yeah, for a while, so we passed the window of spoilers, yeah. like. If it's a current movie, it's been out for two years. Yeah, we just wanted to let you do your journal thoughts first. So, yeah, so. The, obviously, the best scene is the when it turns all red and it just gets fucking <laughs> so good. That that slow mo, the frame by frame slow mo. Yeah, ready to remind you of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. the same style. It is. Like yeah, that, whatever that you know. 
however they do that. I effect. love that with the, the ghost like spirit thing going through the hallway too. They did. That oh yeah. Motion. Oh yeah. Which made it feel like a seventies movie. Yeah. Like it tied it, tied it to the original, but not like, yeah, you had to see the original, like to compare it. Cause so all the political stuff is not in the original. Not at all. So like, maybe you'll like the original better. No, but no, I didn't. Yeah. I don't, like I said, I didn't think it detracted from, I just didn't yeah. think it was, I think it was injected without like needing to be. So with that, they could have I took think, it all out and then. Okay. But that fine. means you would have to pretty much remove or not remove, but it would take, I think taking that stuff out would kind of take away some of Yosef's character. Like, cause it, it, it really helps you understand like why, how he's feeling and like why he is I know, but it wasn't searching for his wife or why he even believes like there's a moment where one of the witch appears as his wife and like why he might believe that she's there or believe because that that she lures him in to be the witness to the ritual. Right. And you'd be like, OK, if he knows his wife is dead, why would he? He doesn't. Why know. would he go? I know that's what I'm saying, though, is that's what that's no, what the political I get, angle comes I get in, where the Berlin Wall, like if they were separated she could be alive and on the other side of the wall. And like that kind of gives you the climate of Germany at the time. Yeah. Otherwise that would be less believable. I get, I get the whole Yosef political part. The ones that I didn't like were the random blips. Like they would be like a really cool scene. And then like the next scene would be like a, just a TV and then playing like political stuff. And it was like, I get why, but I think, like I said, it's, it didn't detract from the movie. Like, I'm not saying you should, like, he, he should get rid of it. I just didn't. The hostage news story. Yeah. I just didn't think it act, added but, anything. Well, that's the other thing is either. the other connection is to Sarah's character. So there's stuff that I picked up on the second watch that I didn't fully get the first watch Sarah either. It is, might help. Sarah is the girl. So they always talk yeah, about how Chloe, she's. No. Chloe Moritz. What, what was her character? Chloe Moritz Wagner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was her. Chloe Grace Moritz. Yeah, her. Or no, not Sarah. What was her name then? Sarah was, was Sarah. the one. No, no, Susan no. Susan was. Sarah was Mia Goth. Yes. Susan was Dakota Johnson. Yeah. Priscilla? No, no Priscilla was Patricia. 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 Priscilla Patricia. was a sister <laughs> from. Uh, yeah. So they. Blow so she is the one that leaves to be like a political activist, and like. Well, that's what they say. But she is like a part, like she is, that is something that she, she is involved, but involved in. Yeah. So they could have kept that angle and said that she was involved. Fine. But just like there was like two, three scenes where I was like, yeah, that but could I'm have literally like, cut that whole scene. It it's would one not of those things that we've, we always say this, like something that feels like it might be better removed if you actually remove it. And then you look at like a line of exposition where it's like, oh, she was a political activist. And then it just kind of seems like off. Like it could be better, but we'll never know because you would have yeah, to no. do a fan edit of the movie. I'm and not remove necessarily that stuff saying yeah. Yeah. that it needed to be removed, but it could have been and it wouldn't like, I don't think there was like two scenes where it could have been removed and, or I think it could have been removed and it wouldn't have changed the movie for me at all. Yeah. Like if that, if those two scenes weren't in the movie, I would not know the difference between yeah. I think I would have been like, oh. Basically, I'm saying like, I don't, I don't, when I watch it, I don't remember seeing that stuff and having it feel like this yeah. is slowing down I the pace. I guess for me. I don't think it slowed down the pace. Yeah. I just think it was unnecessary. I guess for me, it just helped 
further solidify the time that they're in and gave yeah, more it's adding setting and gave like more depth. of a motivation for like Patricia to do what she did to try and leave like she did to do it. Cause otherwise what would be that strong of a motivation and to also yeah. it helps strengthen how big this dance troupe was because it survived the world war and everything, which they mentioned. Did you uh, guys get a little uh, Ari Aster vibes in this movie? Like the dance scene, the dance scene where they do uh, where she's log. in the mirror room. Oh, oh my god, I love that! Scene. Oh, that so scene, much. the first, like the the, the yeah. reveal, like where the, the what the dance actually. If the is red doing. scene was, I think the, basically that it's so like ba- because it's a horror movie and that scene is so brutal, it's easy yeah, to draw comparisons to Ari Aster. I just think that that but, scene could have fell in his. Yeah, very universe. much. Yeah, but not not specifically the movie, but that's no. Scene. I know yeah. what you're saying, but yeah. I think that's a good segue because what did you pull from that scene? So that was like pretty early on in the movie, yeah. And I thought it set the tone so well for like one of the kind of theories on what I thought this movie was trying to portray. So I guess I want to see what you guys thought. Like, what did that scene mean? Why was she being hurt while she was dancing? Like, what well, because she was like going against the coven basically like she like, was like saying Fuck in the you. movie literally why no or like what was what it, it trying, trying i felt like it was symbolizing something to me i had notes on it which i forgot my notebook i didn't i think i'd have to hear what you have to say yeah. to All right. to draw that connection <laughs> so, but literally she touch it she she touches uh her feet and her hands. feet yeah to yeah. make it and her back. so that yeah to give that connection to her yeah but i thought even that scene alone like had the meaning of because I also said how I love art in general and I love dance, like mm-hmm. ballet, all of that. So dance alone could have been enough to get me into like this movie. And I thought that scene was trying to signify kind of the passing of like, because the other students, she seemed older than Susie. Mm-hmm. Well, she also had been there for she was student, gonna be the, I guess she was going to be the protagonist, she, Olivia. Or she would have danced or? the protagonist, Olga. Olga. Yeah, she would have. But she, she was, was older. Yeah. So for me, it was trying to like symbolize the passing of an older artist to a younger artist. And even though she's not like directly, she's like taking what she learned from the other person, but it's like literally happening in this case. So she's literally taking the old person, older crew member is being is falling apart from the kind of dance and everything that comes with dancing, which is rough on your body. And that she is kind of coming in as this new student and taking her energy or learning from what she did. And it's being passed down to the new generation. Interesting. take. I didn't get that. But yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it take. makes sense. But yeah. Like, yeah. You know. It's one of those I just things that physically can, thought it was like there's probably a ton of things that you can draw from multiple scenes in this. That Yeah, which I like love the right? movie on a surface level. It just take everything at a surface. It's amazing. And then there's things to dig deep into it because she definitely great. to me seemed to be like taking the power from other people because she was a new dancer. They said she has like no training or anything. But no. that's where no, that doesn't no. <laughs> she, she was, was a, born. She, she was she born was Mother Suspirium. Well, in the end, but. Like but it, obviously that means that she has that at that time she has that same ability or whatever or power. Her path was. I, I don't know. I just also think to the next part where the person she can't jump well and the other person could, and then right after that she has a seizure and like. 
yeah. it's like she now she stole from her and her now she's like stealing everybody's like skill i guess but that's also transferred through to uh, yeah. mother um Blanc, uh, Blanc. Right. I just I think it kind of helps. She has to keep herself, her identity hidden. hidden. But I think that kind of just even makes the ending even more strong that she was actually affecting them the whole time. Like she knew about it from the beginning. So she's causing these things to happen. Who? Not necessarily the other witches Susie. in the coven. I don't think Susie did know. I think she did. I think it was revealed she to did her. Know. Like... She, oh, you she, think she didn't know? I think yeah. that it, she came into her own and like finally like accepted it, and then that's when like she found out what she really. Yeah, like, that's a good question. I'm trying to remember exactly. When I don't think she, it was because she's drawn. Okay, so even from a young age, she's drawn to Germany. She doesn't know why. Yep. She probably doesn't know why exactly. Or she's at drawn that point, to dance. she she gets those abilities. She, you know, she doesn't know that she's going to be the leader or whatever but there's a point i think she figures it out that happens that she realizes maybe realize. from the dream or maybe she knew the whole time and to see that's the whole right. thing right that's what i'm saying like that those scenes could show that maybe she knew even at that point i mean she's even trying to correct uh blanc she's like no i just feel like it's better on the ground you know like she's already well that's her feeling because the other she's drawn mother to was like yeah. was drawn to the the f- fake mother. Yeah. So, well, um, see, like, maybe she name. did Marcos. know then. Marcos. It, that's what I'm saying. There's, like, something that can... There's, like, this other part that could have... That you can read. I can see it, like, if you take it more literally, like, no, they're just cursing the other girl for wanting to leave or whatever, but then just, like, I mean, Patricia got out, at least. Right. You know? Didn't she? She did. She talked to uh, Dr. Joseph. Yeah, yeah. Joseph. Yeah, but so Mia Goth got out. Well, they're all like free to come and go because until they, can't, they, they can't until they question. It, yeah, they can't make it seem like they're under some kind of prison. They're going against the co- coven. Yeah. 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 So it's like, why was she punished then? Unless Susie knew the whole time and was trying to look better and gain favor by being a better dancer. So she's stealing other people's best parts so that she looks even better. I don't, I don't know because it, I think it explicitly showed, I mean, when she grabbed her feet, they glowed. Yeah. That definitely was something that that happened. I I still don't think that, I mean, if you did, maybe I could watch it again, thinking that she knew, but I, but you could tell that wasn't her skill, right? Why she gets so tired and she couldn't finish it, even though she was doing everything well, perfect? Because she felt like she said that something was like she's pulling her to the ground. She, but for me, it's like her body wasn't prepared to do the dance the way it was. She was stealing that from somebody else, Maybe. the other girl, Olga, or whatever. She was stealing that yeah. from her. So it wasn't her body that knew the moves and stuff, but she could do them. But it was actually but both tearing of the things, apart the other Both of person. the things that were given to her were given. She didn't She didn't choose to take those. Maybe. They were given to her by Mother Blanc. And what would her motivation be? So yeah. what would her motivation... Because the whole plot, you think, is to prepare a vessel for Mother Marcos. But if Susie is Mother Suspiriorum, she doesn't need... A, a vessel or whatever she is who she is so the things that they're doing that the coven is doing 
she wouldn't have the motivation to do those same things because she's not trying to prepare a vessel for Marcos. Right. She just but I'm herself. saying this is a parallel. Like yes. not the uh, no, literal thing that is No, I know what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. The passing. Yeah. The, yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, that's a good or, take. But I just think it was more like she figured it out. Because you can kind of see the turn of like her demeanor is like timid, scared. And then it's like, boom, like she's very stoic and. So I think there was like something I can't remember the exact scene, but I feel like there was a turning point. Well, I think the turning point you're talking about is when uh, it was late into it. It might have been after the dance. She started, uh, Madame Blanc started noticing that something was off and she was like, we're not going to do any dreams or something tonight. Yeah, right. I think that was the turn. She's like realizing she's getting, she's not a normal person. She's figuring it out. She's more powerful. Oh, it's after the dance. They go out and that was a great scene. After the dance, they go out to the cafe and they're both at the head of the table and they're staring at each other. Yeah, they both sit at the head. Yeah, she wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, it was Susie and Mother Blanc. Then she looks back and Susie's gone. So was she even there? She looks back at the head of the table and she's She looks at the head of the table and she's gone and it's just showing the, the bus behind and outside so i don't i don't think she was ever actually there i think that i think that susie found out her power or susie susan whatever found out her powers and was like or like my madame blanc couldn't not think about her because like no one in that in that circle they were all the coven sisters they weren't like any of the dancers i don't think i think it was just the the sisters no no after the dance they go out together. It's the mothers and but the dancers are all out together. It explicitly shows her there. Then it goes back to Blanc and then it looks back and she's not there. Yeah, I have to see it again. I know. But I just remember like that for me. Because I rewound when, it and I was like, wait, was she yeah. there? Was she, did I not, was she actually there? So I rewound it and oh. watched it again. For me, that was when the turning point happened. That's when Madame Blanc realized, like, okay, this person is not who she's acting like she or is. Maybe, she's way more powerful than she's Maybe she was like Blanc. Blanc was giving her dreams. She yeah, because she was giving her power. Susie was like, then she oh, realized, I'm going to make you see me now. Yeah, well, for me, she was giving her power. Then she started realizing she's getting too powerful. So she wanted to stop it. That's why she's like, we're not doing the dreams tonight or whatever. And then she sits at like the head of the table and she's just like confident. She's like, I'm the powerful one now. And that's when Blanc was like scared now. And that's yeah. what led to the end scene where she's like, no, no, something's not right. We need to stop yeah, this knows. right now. Yeah. Yeah. One more thing from the passing or you said from like passing from old yeah. to young, like just another, it, it's, I definitely see that like, uh, she takes cause, uh, she's kind of like an, um, not an amalgamation. She's like a combination. Like her is drawing. She's like drawing inspiration from a lot of them, like as like an artist. Yeah. So like not literally, but just taking inspiration from others and kind of going in. She goes in a different direction. Like you said, with um, like the dance, she's saying it should be this way and mm-hmm. just kind of a combination of different of what, what she took from others to make her own. Mm-hmm. her own dance yes exactly like a metaphor yeah not necessarily that was what was happening like i'm just saying yeah they, like for me it was like the leading the passing of the baton i guess from young to old and then there there was other but things she didn't, you're are you saying that she had ill will towards or old to young 
ill will towards no, black? No, I don't think she. Wait, no, no. Oh, I thought that you were saying like that she was saying something's wrong. Like you were saying that she thought Susie was trying to like get rid of her. But that's no, obviously no, explicitly no. not because the scene with the bloody scene, everyone that voted for Marcos, she yeah, murders she all them. Explodes them. <laughs> that scene was very campy, but it what? worked. I oh, loved that, it. I, no, it no, 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 no. I'm not saying it's bad, but it, it's very campy. So now sure. we can talk about the connection, which I was tr- alluding to last week was like, it seems that way. So like, if you look at like the dancing and stuff, you're like any other person would look at it and be like, wow, this is really corny or cheesy or whatever. But cause they're, they're just like flailing around and stuff. But if you look at other like movies, like the witch, which is, we know Robert Eggers did his research for that. Yeah, a lot of it's screenplay. based in fact, and that like the dancing they do like around the fire at the end, like it's almost identical to what they like. Oh, some yeah. of the stuff that they do in this. So you realize that like this jumping. Yeah. The stuff flying like a witch. whatever they're doing is like, yeah, somewhat based in reality of witches. The rituals what, what that they use. Yeah. Wiccans and yeah. stuff used to actually do. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. So it didn't, I mean like plus the music and everything, I can watch it and not be like cheesed out or anything. Oh like, no, I didn't I think it was it. campy in a bad way. Yeah. It felt like a seventies campy, like a, the worst thing I thought was just early the, the kind of like the makeup and stuff on Marcos. Like it looked oh, fine. Yeah. Like it looked grotesque and stuff, but it just like, you could almost it, tell it and was that, like, a like that whole, like I said, that whole suit. scene kind of like, Marcos, I think, I don't know if, I think they meant to do that because if you look at films from the seventies, the makeup, what like, look at Jabba the Hutt originally, like he was like this very like, no, have you flop. seen, no, have I haven't seen, seen the, the original, never, original Jabba yeah. the Hutt, not the remake. No, the original was just a guy in a suit. I, yeah. Well, vest. <laughs> yeah, it looked terrible. <laughs> it was that nothing was like the, scene though. That was nothing like the Jabba the Hutt that we knew when we grew up where he's all fat and laying on the Yeah, so pillow. that reminds me of Mother Marcos. Yeah. And I think that that wasn't it was intentional to make her look somewhat I mean clearly the makeup was candy. amazing in this movie. I mean look at Tilda as Joseph. Yeah, he I didn't said even the know the best makeup ever that's not It was good. I didn't know I did not know it was her until Tom Hardy's makeup in Capone. Oh, (laughs) yeah. His eyes were dope. I like that. It wasn't until later in the movie. I'm like, wait a second. Is that her also? And then I looked it up. I'm like, it is. When you okay, when you have a a super well-known actress like Tilda Swinton and tons of people, half the people that saw this movie didn't even know it was her until the end. I'm not saying it's and that's good makeup. No, no, (laughs) I'm not knocking the makeup, but it's not the best makeup I've seen. It was amazing. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you could. If you actually listened, it's obviously a female. So you could have drew from an it. old man. Like no, I would, could you? I, I I didn't know it was her. If it's I hard to, it might have been. You guys might have spoiled hard, it. If you know it's Tilswin, then it's hard to look back and say I. You know, oh, I can tell. Well, I, I went tell, into it not knowing it was her, and I did not even yeah, exactly. think it was her until like halfway through the movie I, when I, it showed. I like, knew it was her. I'm but like, you guys might have spoiled that. Look, that person yeah, looks so exactly. familiar because you guys said three characters. And I was like, okay, it's obviously. Yeah, you're looking for it then, yeah. Marcos was one of them, and then, like, I Joseph. didn't, but I did. I I assumed that Yosef was because you said it was three characters, and it was a pretty feminine voice. Mm-hmm. Especially when, like, at very beginning, I could see where it was, but 
when Yosef started having more lines, you could tell it was a female. Yeah, I didn't notice till way later into it. The first couple scenes where she's not or he's not saying as many lines, it's harder to tell. But when Yosef, when it kind of goes to Yosef's side and he's talking to me or Sarah, and it's like kind of focusing on him for a little bit, and then he has more dialogue. It's like you could tell, but it's that's okay because it is ambitious, and there's no reason for them to do that. Like, why yeah. would why would he why would Luca want Tilda when you could obviously have an old man be the actor? But it was ambitious and it worked. Pays mm-hmm. off to me. Mm-hmm. Anything else? When it when something that ambitious and it works, that's when yeah. it's like that's why it's such a payoff. Well, I guess like we he didn't, didn't like I said he didn't need yeah. to do Til- like Tilda did not need to be that character, but the fact that it was is cool. Yeah. And the but the, the makeup, the body shot of oh, well that was, was all prosthetics, a, obviously. Yeah, that was cool. It's crazy. Yeah, there's so much I liked about the movie. I mean, it was pretty much yeah, like perfection to me. So I love it all. Yeah. What? So you already said five. We all yeah, say 95, five. Yeah, ninety-five. All right. Yep. Good segue into our next movie. Jacob and I rewatch or. Watched, sorry, the first original Suspiria. Yeah. To give it a little comparison to the re envisioning. Mm-hmm. You want to start, Jacob? Yeah. So I'm going to put some caveats I was gonna say, here. Yeah. Say right away. Caveat. So for me, I still don't know exactly how to rate older movies because for I try, I don't know if I want to put myself back in the time when this movie would have came out and be like, wow, like this would have blown me away. 40 years ago or what 50 years ago whatever it was and like versus the other side and it's just like straight up okay if this came out today how would i think of it and if okay, i before before we move on yeah let me give you my view yeah i don't think age should have much if anything to do with it now it can on some things obviously some like things like effects and things like that Maybe you could say that was really good for the time, so you let it go. But like, I would say style is a better thing. Like, I don't know that much Italian horror or giallo films, so I can't compare it against those. But like, look at a movie that came around out around the same time, like The Exorcist. Which if you I compare seen. that to, yeah. if you compare that to modern movies, that's just as good. So, like, just because the fact that it's old, I'm still comparing it to all movies that I know or how I think a movie should be, a perfect movie should be, and The Exorcist holds up to that standard, whereas Suspiria, spoiler for me, doesn't as much. But I also don't know as much about Italian horror or giallo films, so, you know, I can't speak to it on that level. All I can do is look at it compared to all other movies or what I think a perfect movie should be. Yeah. And that's also my problem is I don't have a lot of 70 movies that I've seen. So maybe the wow factor. Wow. If I was at that time, I saw that would be like, okay, no, there was a lot of movies on that level or better than which would have heard it based on what I ended. I still loved it, but I can see where maybe on a rewatch or something if I want after I watch, cause now I'm going to watch the exorcist, a bunch of more seventies movies. Cause I want to have a better comparison and I'm sure on a rewatch could hurt it 
but or maybe not maybe not yeah but i will say i just i did love the movie yeah is it all in italian no no so that's one of the biggest problems with this is it's all in english but half of the actors are italian and speak italian with dubbed that's why it looks so weird. I yeah. thought their sound was just off because it no. was a bad. It's a it's a common technique used in Italian horror films. They would use they would mix Italian and American actors, and they would all just speak their native language, and they would redub all of the audio. So it that's why it looks so weird. Sometimes it, it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I hated that, <laughs> and I hate that technique. I wish it was either all Italian or they found some way to mix it. I mean, they're in a dance company. That brings together people from all nations. Like, but, the Handmaiden does yeah. it. They speak, uh, like, I think they speak Cantonese and um, Korean or or Chinese or something. And they just do like different colored subtitles for what language is being spoken. Which for me, it's like, yeah, but at the time, I yeah. don't think people were so much. In, well, it, well, that wouldn't have been accepted. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I if get you put, why. it wouldn't have even like no one would have even watched it if it no. had subtitles. Like. But I think you lose some artistic value or just watchability looking at it like this, because as you because as you know, now, you know that now that you know that it it explains why it's off or why it looks wrong. I think it looks bad and sounds bad some of the times. But yeah. So what I loved, I mean, the story is actually pretty similar in the basic sense. It's a girl name. It has the same names, even like Susie, 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 yeah, which actress was also in the new suspiria Mm -hmm. so oh really yeah um i thought it was beautiful like the colors that they use which was mostly just primary blues green i mean blue yellow red with a lot of green in there too and i absolutely loved that i thought the way it was filmed and framing and everything was very very well done i think that holds up very well for the most part i like how I do like some of the shots and how it's shot or whatever, but like as far as the colors go, like in the new one, the red, like it kind of feels like a throwback now that you watch this one. Oh, but yeah, it's definitely. done with a purpose. Yeah. Right. I'm trying to get what the purpose of the colors were in this because a lot of it just seems like there's a red oh, overhead light or a green overhead light or a red filter or a green filter, like just so much of these like just colors for not much reason almost i thought it was to almost bring it into like a weird surreal place because like inside the dance company it's yeah like because some parts were like normally lit well everything outside was yeah yeah normal and then like when that happened it started getting weird and all these dark things are happening and i thought that was just to try and help add to the surrealness of yeah the whole thing because honestly the story is hundred times worse than the new one. It just is. Yeah. And I just chalked that up to being so far apart, honestly. Yeah. Like, some of the ex yeah. So like a lot some of the story beats are the same, but like the exposition in this one is so funny. Like, oh, I can find out where they go by counting their steps. Like that's exactly how she delivers the line. Yeah. And in this one she's just like you just see Sarah counting her steps and you just have to assume, oh, she's like trying to track where they went. Like there's no like line of exposition or anything. There's just like a lot of things like in this 70s style, very corny. Yeah. 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 Which I love, honestly. Like, <laughs> I like that. Even so, I just draw a comparison on a movie I'll talk about later. It's 
it is of its time, I guess. Like if honestly, if it came out today, I would still like it for being that style and being that. Now, would have been as high score for me? No, because it's not original like it was then. Probably. I don't know. Again, very low amount of movies I've seen from that period or in that genre to compare it against. Yeah. I haven't even seen The Exorcist, so. Yeah, see, but again, even though The Exorcist was at that time, it's not that style. Like, I want to see more Italian Italian horror horror or Let's find some Italian horror horror movies. I was just going to say, Dario has another movie called The Deep Red. Yeah, Deep Red, yeah. And is that, I think that's... Because let's say... Fall into the same, yeah. Let's oh, no, it all of his movies are because that's, yeah. Let's say I watch be better than that one, too. Like, Suspiria. let's say I watch all of like a bunch, like at least five, let's say, in that genre, in the Italian horror genre, and then this one, like, is very similar. That's gonna hurt it, right? Because I'm like, okay, it's not original, it's not doing anything cool, but based on my limited knowledge, it seemed like it would have blown me away at the time. Yeah, see, I'm interested to see like a couple Dario Argento movies and then like some from other directors because I have heard that Suspiria is like his masterpiece and I didn't really like it, so I don't really want to watch his other movies because if I they're do. worse than this, yeah. then uh, yikes. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for going off of what. No, I agree. It's the same thing. Deep Deep Red is another really highly rated one, but then the rest of them like Suspiria. I think those are like his two highest yeah, regarded films Inferno, so. and like another thing phenomena. that would have hurt me for this movie would have been the final girl ending right that's just like so yeah. typical of like horror movies that were bad for a long time like it was just always i mean uh you're next good example or something like that there's so many ones where it's like okay they go through all this and then the girl survives in the end she's the final girl and it just did that, right? Like, yeah, it wasn't new, but again, it's old. So for me, it could have been like not, it could have been unexpected at the time that it was released. Like, how is she gonna? Sur- will she survive this? You know, versus now, which the new Suspiria didn't do that really at all, right? It no, right. totally changed it. Oh no, she was actually Mother Suspirium the whole time, versus killing her. You know, like. So there's a lot of like caveats there, I guess that. Yeah. I mean, I just think outside of that, like if you just look at some of the elements, like we said, some of the shots are good. I love the production design, like how it looks the sets and the sets and everything were yeah. awesome. Yeah. But like the main things, like looking at the story didn't really, I mean, obviously I'm comparing it to the new one. It's not as See, good. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, the acting I thought was pretty bad all around. It for Again, for me, it just like. like if it's fit, of its time, but because no, not even of its time for me. It just made it even more surreal to me. Like mm, this, like yeah. dream, like fakeness. I don't know. Like it added to it to me. Like it yeah. seemed out of place, out of realism. Because movies now are so realistic. Like even the lodge and stuff, you can see that happening. Or Suspiria, even though there was magic and stuff, it was done in a way that almost felt like it was believable. Whereas this wasn't at all believable, really. It just made it more unrealistic, I guess, in a good way for me. Yeah, but there's like surreal movies that have good acting, like all of David Lynch's movies, all very surreal, all very good acting. But that came a long time (laughs) after. I guess kind of being this way, I look, I just watched Nosferatu, for example, like not that long ago. And 
it you could take the way it was as campy like the art movements and like over expressions of everything as being just stupid and bad acting because it's so campy and unrealistic or you can take it because of when it took place and stuff it just pulls it further from what i'm used to so it's like this see i just don't think i was expecting like a super campy movie or i didn't know what to expect what an italian horror what i should expect yeah if i maybe if i have those expectations it might help a little bit but i still don't ever think it's going to get past above average for me yeah like watching what if those. you i mean maybe once you watch five ten yeah. giallo films you're like holy shit so this for was me, the pinnacle of Giallo for films. me. No, I would say I just don't like Giallo films. Well, yeah, but I wouldn't rate this one higher. I still think based on other movies, it's not that good. I've, I would like those movies even less. So I would yeah. say, okay, these movies aren't for me. I think this could never go higher for me, but it definitely could go lower. Like if I, um, yeah. but for me, it's again, it's, I think it's just a lack of experience in that time period. Yeah. Well, you also, I mean, you did, you have personal bias and. Oh yeah, your personal bias. Yeah, I I enjoyed it greatly. I will say this is something that this is probably one of the furthest apart we've been on a movie. Yeah, I will say when I watched it, I enjoyed it the whole time. I got like giddy with excitement and some of the the scenes and the cut, like somebody colors. The color red didn't exist until Dario Argento invented it. (laughs) Like the deep red and everything. Like I loved it. Deep red is a movie he made. Oh well, (laughs) yeah, the like dark blood like vivid red that was in the scenes you sent on the snapchat were cool looking. beautiful they yeah. looked good like even for today's standards in terms of lighting i still love the score and the guy oh my god i didn't even talk about but that i will say that it's used watching too much? it it's yeah. repetitive it's too repetitive yeah. what is that the only song they use in it um that i there's no there's more tracks but like it's like the main theme so it seems like that yeah. comes up the most because i but like it was definitely too repetitive it's like there's so many different tracks and like different songs for the new Suspiria, whereas this one you hear like the same one over and over again which i love that song that they made for it but watching the movie this is the first time i've seen it it feels repetitive it is repetitive yeah. <laughs> but it's again it just like worked for me I, it's a great- I gave it that again, I it just always goes back to my lack of experience. Maybe other movies had like all these rich, deep scores and stuff. And I'm like, wow, they could have done more. What was the budget compared to other movies at the time this was made? What was like, how much money did it make? I don't know. Like, there's just so many things I don't See, I'm know. I'm not as forgiving, like just because it was a low budget movie that came out around this time. There's other movies that are low budget or older than that or all these other things that you can still hold up as masterpieces oh yeah i still think it's so, great and i don't think that it would drop like i think my score could drop but i don't think it would drop by like a ton yeah at most one star this is above yeah so speaking of ratings yeah i mean i don't have much else to say no i mean it. it's pretty basic there's not i'm not going out here with these philosophical thoughts that i was trying to prove well it's not definitely not going for that no it was just a straight up (laughs) violent slasher type yeah well what did you think of the violence because that for the time was was very i thought it was awesome graphic yeah i thought it was pretty good i mean i like some of it you could tell like the weird knife part was cheesy but you could tell it was like a retractable knife. The, I, I thought the razor wire was kind of cheesy. Like it didn't, you could tell just, it was like, it was mm-hmm. just straight wire and like nothing was happening. Yeah. She was just flailing around in there, which she's supposed to be like getting cut to ribbons. Yeah. But, but I mean, yeah, 
is old. Yeah, exactly. Know. Like, how yeah. do you show it without? Yeah. But the hanging part. I mean, hanging you could part do, was great. Yeah, yeah, the first. The first. That was awesome. Was that whole awesome. part. Yeah. Yeah, I like that part. Okay, mm-hmm. so ratings out of five. Yep, I gave it a four and a half. I gave it a two and a half. It definitely wasn't good as a new one, but so I couldn't give it that five. <laughs> but I absolutely loved watching it. Yeah, it did about. I don't know if this is the equivalent of today's money or not, but it box office in Italy was 261 million. That must have been huge. I don't know if that's like for inflation adjusted already. Because if not, yeah, that probably. would be a- it was 1.8 billion Italian currency, which is equivalent to 261 million. Wow! And it did 1.8 million in U.S. Yeah, that makes. But sense. that's rent county rentals. Yeah, I wish. Is there original that has the Italian? Can I find that? I looked, I think I looked for it after, but I don't think, I don't think there is. There really I sucks. think it was mastered, the way it was mastered was with that technique in mind. So you think even so I don't in think it was Italy they over. had like subtitles maybe for it? Italian. That's, that's a I mean, fair point. If European audiences are always fine with subtitles, yeah. whereas American audiences aren't used to it just because of Hollywood, you know, we make a lot of the movies. Right, yeah. Uh, who wants to go next? I mean, we had one more that we watched both together. Okay. You all, I don't just Josh. Unless you have, you have one. He can go. Cause he didn't say he didn't watch Disperia. So we know you watched something. I know you watched something. Yeah. Rewatch. Yep. Interstellar. Oh yeah. <laughs> for the second time. And like been thirsty for some months. five stars. Yeah. That's a, that's a given five star <laughs> for me. Interstellar is like a fucking is a masterpiece to me. And every I time I watch it, it I, opening night and was just blown away. Every time I see it, I'm like, I, I tr- like even now that I'm doing this, like first time I watched this, obviously I wasn't doing a podcast for it. And I've watched yeah. it twice since we've been doing this podcast. And every time I watch it, I cannot find anything that I don't like about it. See, I've only seen it once and it was in theaters. So I don't remember a lot. The honey, Hans Zimmer is like, that's probably one of his best scores. I mean, the I score is amazing. The I remember I the practice stay has t- t- two stays. I remember the special effects blew me away. The robot and it's and, it's, and how they did that and a lot of on the water. It's practical. Yeah, There's that, a lot of practical. That's what I'm saying. Like it. they literally had like a this guy thing that were pushing. Yeah, you could see it. if yeah. you watch it behind the scenes. He's controlling the whole thing yeah. and they edit him out. That that's amazing. And it looks like a dog running at that one part. Oh. I love that Nolan still uses so many practical effects in his movies. Always has. But also goes way over the top with special effects, like VFX so as well. This came out in 2014, yeah, four, six yeah. years ago, before we even knew what a black hole looked like. And Christopher Nolan created gave a us simulation, the best right? Simulation ever of like, what an actual black hole would look like. They create he created that just for the scene in this movie, and you can and look. they use that. <laughs> I know, yeah, they use they, they use that it. simulation, written, yeah. Like he did. <laughs> the thing about Chris Nolan and his brother, who doesn't get a lot of credit, Jonathan Nolan who does a lot of the screenplays with Chris Nolan mm-hmm. is like they, they're movies that are like Nolan esque, like inception, you know, interstellar. Well, Memento. you mean literally Nolan Memento. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like actual Nolan, like yeah. not. Yeah. Original Nolan is like, so like High cranial. Concept. Yeah. But like the way he can lay it out and like make it seem like so simple. Like the the idea of a black hole, like, and you know the tesseract at the end, like the idea of that is so 
massive. It's like astrophysicists, you know, like rocket science, like to the max. And the way that he dumbed it down to make black hole, like he goes, say you want this X to go to this X. This would take too long. A, a wormhole's this, and he folds a paper in half and stabs a hole through it. And it's like, oh, like, oh, that's how you do it. Well, that's not an original idea. I mean, that was done. No, I know it's. A, it in, I know yeah. it is, but I'm just saying, like, the way he can dumb down. Yeah. So, like, normal average viewers can understand. And like, oh shit! It, yeah. One hour in this is seven years. Just one hour on this planet is seven years in Earth time. Like. And just seeing that emotion, just like that, everyone they knew was dead now because they just breaking, took too like, long there. Like this, he he thought he'd be back, and it's just like he's like, "Fuck, we were just there for twenty-one years. They were on that planet." Yeah, like I think I'm trying to remember because this was I would I don't want to say mixed. It was generally positive, but like I couldn't imagine like people having that many qualms with it. Like it didn't have were like, that high of a meta score. That's what I mean is there's a, then I think a lot of it related back to like some of the emotional beats and stuff. And like some of it is a little like, I think they over didn't the top or yeah, corny. they didn't feel the connection between him and his but, yeah, daughter. Was it I think, Murphy? Yeah. Murphy. Yeah. But there's a great, like what it's, what it's saying. Like if you look at it, like time is fleeting and like, if you don't like, take it if you take it for granted then like it's going to be gone and like that's what happens exactly what happens in the movie they spend one hour on the planet and then by the time he gets back his daughter is an old woman like and that's like literal and not literally but metaphorically saying that if you don't pay attention to your time around you then yeah it goes by in a blink of an eye right there's a lot of things i mean there's a lot of things in the movie but yeah the end the last scene always gives me massive amounts of anxiety when he's stuck anything in with space really when he's stuck anxiety, in the other dimension right yeah the tesseract yeah the, the fourth singularity. dimension yeah yeah right well because they think the fourth dimension is time based on you know right super cool visuals how they visualize it too oh yeah how do you even think and that's yeah. what i'm saying like how <laughs> how, does how do one, you, how do you even... show the visualization of a fourth dimension that we don't know exists seen. yet black hole yeah. How do you know what a black? Well, like, we have a picture now. I know. Hey, you guys yeah. remember the picture? But it's yep. like People when they're, so they're going in, they're going, they're going in. It's just like this, like warp of like somewhat. Well, of that's a all tunnel. based on science. So like, yeah. he didn't really have to do much creatively to come up with that. But as far as like what visualizing a fourth dimension, a fourth dimension like, like he's yeah. inside and like the wall of a of the bookcase, and he's like can move things. And like, he's moving the watch. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> just stuff like that. That creatively is more amazing. Like, yeah. Mind I mean, blowing. the fact that he created the black hole and, and made it look the way it did with the effects and everything was amazing, but creatively, the and then fourth, the, um, which is how it Gargant- like yeah. actually looked like. Yeah. Gargant- when the picture comes out, you're like, Oh shit, this is what it looks It looks we just saw like an that. actual <laughs> black hole and that's how it looked. Yeah. Like, obviously it was a blurry and it, little. It also like, picture. I actually looked into black holes and like the fact that the, the, the center of Gargantuan was like a weaker, I forget what they call it. Well, they the theory now is that if it's if the black hole's big enough, it might you might be able to go yeah. go into it without dying. In yeah, because if you're going fast enough, you should be able to get through it. But like they have a there's a super dense one that's like literally like there's not you don't there's nothing in the middle. It's like mm-hmm. the craziest concept. Black holes are just insane and yeah. to like watch that <laughs> like my heart just every time I watch it it's just like Holy shit. And like 
when he when he the um it's camera and he's like falling you just see him like falling into oh, a yeah. black hole yeah. you're like it's intimidating oh yeah. that yeah and then yeah. T- another uh, right even the robots <laughs> like like i just love the commentary with like between the tars and case where he's like what's your truth setting 90 percent. why not 100 or some he said something like why not 100 he goes because nobody's 100 or something or nobody's 100 percent truthful and it's just like, I don't know. They call it, I don't everything about the movie is. Great docking scene. Yeah. Dude, that was so intense. He's <laughs> like, all right, Case. And it's so Matthew McConaughey, too. He's like, but he's like, all right, Case, if I pass out, you take the sticks. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, he just makes it seem no, so nonchalant. And he's just like, uh, and she, Anna Hathaway passes out. And he's I was like, like towards the beginning of the reconnaissance. Yeah. The reconnaissance. Yeah. Pretty yeah, because he got way better. Yeah. He did Interstellar, Dallas Buyers Club, Mud, Mud, Mud. So Beach good. Bum. Hmm. All right. Five out of five for Josh. Oh yeah. I mean, I have to rewatch it. I, it's been so long. I know. I said I was going to try to rewatch it, but I watched a couple other things instead. You yeah. have like you Able haven't seen a, it like recently at all. I I saw it when it was in theaters. You haven't seen it since. No. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Everything I think I've perfection. only seen all. Is that Nolan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think other than the Batman movies. So, yeah. Because there's Fister and there's. Hoyt. So it was right after that. And Hoyt and Fister are like. Wasn't do Nolan uh, films? When did Fister stopped after? Are you sure he it's not Hoyt? Because Hoyt and Adi Astra and Interstellar seem pretty similar. 2014. When did that uh, shitty Johnny Depp movie come out? Which was uh, Transcendence which one? or whatever. Transcendence. <laughs> <laughs> the fit. Obviously, we're talking about Fister, so. No, it was Hoyt Van Hoyman did Interstellar. Yeah, because AD so, Astra so, and that were like, in terms of oh, like Ad, shot, AD Astra's yeah, Ad Hoyt Astra. too. Or yeah, yeah, whatever. I was like, what are you saying? Okay, Ad Astra. Ad yeah. Astra. Oh, I haven't seen Ad Astra. I've what? seen. I haven't seen it all the way, but I've seen good. some of it. And it very much feels like Hoyt. Yeah. Well, all I know is that he stopped Dunkirk after too. he started directing. He stopped, I think, working with Nolan. But yeah, because Hoyt is Dunkirk. Oh yeah. Interstellar. He's doing Tenet. Yeah. Yeah. Inception, I think. Well, that no, might be Fister. Fister. Yeah. See, I've only seen the Batman movies more than once. Oh, and I've only films? Yeah, and I've only seen... The, I, that was the second time I've seen Batman Begins and the second time I've seen I've Rises. Seen wow. All of his movies. Only Dunkirk. Dark well, Knight I've seen multiple seen following. Time. You've never well, seen not, it? I've seen it once all the way oh, through, yeah, but I've seen every one of his movies. I've seen Memento once. At least once, twice except yeah. for that. I've seen them all once except for the Batman. I've seen twice for two of them and then Dark Knight a million times. So yeah. Nolan Premium coming soon. I would love to do a <laughs> Nolan filmography. I thought that was going to be your next one. Don't you get to choose, right? It is my turn. After. After you do The Godfather, yep. But we just did all the Batman, so I, know. I would have to wait a little bit. <laughs> well, we we just watched them, matter. though. Yeah, we can count them. Yeah. Oh no! I know he's saying I would just he's take saying those we just out yeah we wouldn't watch those. He's saying like he oh, would want to give a yeah, break yeah, yeah, from yeah, doing yeah. Nolan because we I'm just did scene, Nolan. Bro. <laughs> I don't care. They're so different, wildly yeah. different from each other. <laughs> well, yeah, you have your you picks have, are your picks. Whatever you want to pick, pick. Yeah, you have you have what Nolan's agreement says he has to make, and then yeah, they're like if you make these bad matches, you do whatever the fuck you want to do, and he's like, all right, bet. Okay, yeah. we'll watch. I'll do. I'll we'll do watch these the, great Batman movies. We'll watch and the I'll, Nolan Nolan movie <laughs> from the following up to Interstellar. 
recent. I mean, Dunkirk's after that. Oh, Dunkirk. I forgot That's Dunkirk 17. came after That's that. Tenet will be his first one since Dunkirk. Yeah, which I'm yeah, super wait. hyped for. Our boy, yeah. Robbie P. Maybe we should wait for Tenet to come out. But uh, Yeah, July. Well, that'll only be a month. So let's see if we do, if we release, if we do The Godfather for June, then that would be, be the next one would be July. Ooh. Yeah. It would come out the same, it would come out the same day. Yeah. Because we released May 20th, Lord of the Rings, June 20th, Godfather, July, July 17th. 20th. July 17th. I'm saying yeah. for podcasts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it would be, be that. Tw- It'll yeah. work no out perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Jacob, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. We watched one other thing that we can both talk about, and that was The Wrong Missy. <laughs> New Netflix movie from Happy Madison Productions. Notorious for making shitty movies. Terrible movies. Movies that I used to love in uh the nineties, you know. They had some good stuff. I've never been a comedy. Adam Sandler, I when hate you watch every them, movie I've ever seen except great. for. They're still like, they're better made and still better written and everything back then. But just something has changed wildly over time. They just keep getting worse and worse. So The Wrong Missy uh, stars David Spade. And it's basically produced by all of those Happy Madison guys. Uh, this one's directed by Tyler Spindell, who did Love and Germophobia. Yeah, nothing Father really that year. I know. I heard of Father of the Year. Oh, Father of the Year. That was another. That Netflix was another movie. David Spade, Spade movie. movie yeah. So, okay. So yeah, they've worked together. Um, yeah. You wanna you wanna start this one? You wanna talk about how much you loved it? <sighs> so, Kyle and I were very close on our ratings, and the only I'm surprised you gave it what you gave it because. Like you can't. Yeah, I want to hear this redeeming. I want to hear what. It's what is good? Redeeming. What is good it? <laughs> it's still a terrible score, but it's not. So, as I mean, low it's not the it. lowest. There was so like was redeeming a quality. couple scenes only that I was like, "Okay, please, that was kind of funny." Please share. Yeah, I laughed at that, but I think I laughed once. That's what I'm saying. There was like one or two scenes I laughed at, and then the rest of it was horse shit, yeah. <laughs> dog shit. Rat shit. This is Terrible. supposed to be a comedy and it is not funny at all. The worst part, what's her Why name? Did you even Who's try? the actress? Lauren Lapkus? Lapkus. Yeah. Oh my God. Like at first, I'm like, okay, this is, I can see. I thought she was going to be a small part. I didn't know she was going to be the whole thing. Well, if you well, watch. Yeah, because that's the, that's the base, the premise of the movie. I didn't look at, I don't look up anything anymore. So, before see, I go actually, in. that is my, like, if I was, I still think it's as bad as, it, bad as it is, but if I was to give it half a star more, that would actually be my half stars because I think her, the writing for her and her character is terrible. And I don't know why the movie plays out the way it does because that would never happen. But her performance, she goes all in on No, that. she does. That's why I gave the half star more. Okay, it was yeah. because, was because I thought. The character she was supposed to play was yeah. she did great <laughs> at it. She was annoying, exactly, insane, exactly. like and just over the top with everything. When she fell off the cliff and like yeah. survived and was fine, like, she hits a rock. She like bounces off the rock. <laughs> yeah, like she's fine. I thought it was like that was it for me. Was the acting? Yeah, gave me because ha- like her acting <laughs> like uh what's that john travolta movie we watched the guy the fanatic fanatic oh the fanatic that yeah. had no good <laughs> acting nothing was getting that yeah versus this i'm like okay i mean like she did the character she was supposed to do and she did it 
believably, even though it was an unbelievable role. Yeah. <laughs> so that was what gave me that half star difference there. But I mean, it was not funny. It was too much. I hate Everything was why. too much. And you know what was even worse? They finally had to. So spoilers don't matter. Don't watch this movie. <laughs> don't watch this movie. <laughs> he a- accidentally runs in this perfect person who's literally perfect for him. Right. And then thinks this uh, that's the one who's texting him, but it's not. It's the other girl who happened to text him at the perfect time that the other girl was supposed to text him. So he thought right. it was her. Right. Right. <laughs> Is this on the same level as Laquisha? No. <laughs> See, that's, that's why I had to give it a half star better because it's not that bad, not as bad Jacob as that. has the shitty, like, yeah, that's can the, give it the one star. Lucretia's the worst movie I've ever movie. seen, so. But see, I was even looking at, like, my one stars and I was like, I like those more than this, so. Yeah, but Jacob has seen just my, arguably probably one of yeah, the worst movies ever made. Probably. Right. If not the, but like, <laughs> so. So it's, if it's even like, slightly better than that, he's got to give it a better score. But like, then they try to do this. Still art. the same thing. Though, like I could say one one is better than the other, yeah. but they're still the same rating. But yeah, we get into yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, but they tried to do like an arc. The worst. Oh, I know. Like yeah. arcs, they always do because she plays her character, and that's completely her. Obviously, her, and then all of a sudden she changes to being like more relatable and then he starts falling in love with her and then she leaves and he has the girl who was perfect and decides all of a sudden to start drinking again and like not caring about her at all why i have no idea no idea no so he basically wants to change his whole personality for her like I get what they were going for, but it makes no sense. They were sense. trying to make it a heartfelt thing. Like, yeah, like, oh, she's oh, herself. She's, but and, at least she's being herself. Yeah, and like... No, she's crazy. She, he comes around on her like, oh, you know, maybe I do really like her. And then, you know, he wants to go for her or whatever. And it's just... That was horrible. Yeah, it was so bad. It was horrible. Yeah, the whole plot and like the arc and everything, like you said, is just so bad. Nothing is funny. The acting is terrible, except for her, except for Missy. Um, I like, literally terrible. the only parts I chucked chuckled at was actually Nick Swartzen's parts, and I think he's a good bit like character yeah, in a lot of these character. movies. Samuel, yeah, 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 but not like arguably another one of the worst movies ever made. Bucky Larson, any movie that he tries to star in and, and lead is god awful. Yeah, but my favorite role, uh, like Blades of Glory. Yeah, he's yeah. so funny in that movie. Yeah, or like uh, Grandma's Boy. He's Grandma's like a Boy. small part. He's mm-hmm. funny in. Like he has, you know, his moments, and in this, like I was chuckling his at some of the stuff. Funny too. Yeah, because he's like HR, and he like sees everything that he does. He just like invades his privacy the whole time, which is he's like, oh yeah, Mother's Day name and Dave. Yeah. <laughs> like come on, obviously. Yeah, like, and then I thought it was kind of funny at the end when they like have the kissing scene. It's like the romantic scene, and then it just pulls out, and everyone's just eating at a restaurant. It's just oh yeah, it's like them kissing quiet. in the yeah. random pl- <laughs> middle. Like the music there. swells, and then it just cuts to no music, and like like I thought normal. that was pretty yeah. original. Clever. I haven't seen that done before. Yeah. So like there was just like a couple of those parts. I'm like, oh, if they would have just like leaned in on this kind of thing the whole time, yeah. maybe it would have been a serviceable movie. To- but I mean, at. like, just from the start, like, they meet and she's acting this way. He tries to escape out the bathroom and then she, she just goes the... into the men's bathroom and then he breaks his ankle and she just snaps it into place. It's like, it, all of it looks so bad and it's just. Yeah. And <laughs> so then it's bad. like, why would he think, oh, yeah, she's free? 
No, she's insane. Yeah, yeah. She's insane. Like, so the other girl this was is something that perfect that, for him. That Happy Madison does in other movies, like a lot of it is out of the realm of believability, but it fits. Like the movies set a tone in the beginning where, like, you know, it's not going to be that way. Whereas now it just seems they don't feel that same. They don't have that same tone. And now like, so that stuff stands out as do you think it's been way out of place. It's, it's been done so many times. No, I just Madison didn't do is, anything. Right. No, what I'm saying is like, I think it just needs Happy to be Madison Adam Sandler. Like Adam Sandler is the one that kind of pioneered that. And like, we're like, he has like insane amounts of strength, like in all of his movies for some reason, but Adam it just Sandler. fits. Yeah. It, like when it's him doing that and it's his character, there's like a tone that goes with those movies that just feels more natural and like it's supposed to be there. And in this movie, it's almost going for the same thing. Like he snaps his ankle, his ankle's 90 degrees and then she snaps into place and like all, she bounces off a rock and is t- completely See, fine. That's why was, there's all those things. That in there, was it terrible. Feel too. Natural. Like, okay, she did it. I'm like, whatever that still works because she's like crazy and does this stuff. But then when he does the handstand, falls off like the second story of that building Mm -hmm. and it's perfectly unhurt. Yet he fell from 10 feet or not even 10 feet in the air and broke his ankle. Like, yeah, (laughs) at least be consistent with one (laughs) character. I don't know. There was. I I will not watch it. Don't. Yeah. But. So I hate Jacob and I have set a goal. We're trying numbers. to see yeah. 100 2020 releases. I'm going to do it. Even yeah. if I have to watch like 10 movies a so day. We're, <laughs> yeah, we're going to see some bad movies I'm here and there. Like and if I it's available do. right now, we're in, we're nothing. Movie theaters aren't open. We have to see what's out there. Like if a 2020 movie goes on Netflix, I'm probably going to watch it. Even if it's something like yeah. I haven't seen any of the any of the Adam Sandler Netflix movies because I know they're all terrible. I haven't even watched Murder Mystery or ridiculous six or any of those movies but i didn't watch because we're I doing like the show Sandler and because i have this, this goal to watch 120 movies i'm gonna see these now yeah <laughs> like in the past i never would have watched this but now i'm watching yeah. it because and i it have, was under yeah. half an hour or under an hour and a half and that's literally why we, there was two reasons i watched this movie one kyle watched it. i'm like okay we can talk about that two it's 2020 yeah. movie so that was it definitely skip it unless you're trying to watch over 100 movies for the year (laughs) yeah and the thing is i even like bad movies like i'm the type that will watch a bad movie on purpose because it could be funny because of how bad it was but this it's different for me when it's a comedy that's trying to be funny and it's not funny versus a movie that's funny because it's so bad yeah, if no, it's self-aware yeah. and bad, that's different but too, there's yeah. funny parts in it, then that's fine because at least you're laughing along the way. Like, mm-hmm. There's like an assistant character in this that like keeps saying like, oh, would you want some coffee or something like that? And it's just like, wh- it's not funny. Like, I don't get why you think he was any so of this random in it and it showed him multiple times. I'm yeah, like, like there's a lot of parts where like they were they're clearly written in because they don't fit into the plot or story at all. It's just like that was clearly written in to get a laugh out of people. But I'm not and laughing. It didn't get a laugh so. out of me. Why is it in there? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I feel like that's how most of these movies are. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's how no, most of these. No, it didn't get a laugh. It got a <laughs> happy Madison Netflix movies are, but I haven't seen them, so I can't compare. All I, I got can go a off chuckle at most. Oh, I gave it half a star. Yeah. I gave it a one. Jacob, do you want to do yours? Do you want to uh, do your quick ones? Yeah. I'll be quick. I have one more thing and I'll be quick on it. So go ahead. So, I mean, I did watch two more i watched lost girls and bfm i don't know if you guys are gonna watch lost girls i would say keep them quick because i think even what i watched you might watch also which we can talk more about so yeah try to keep all of these brief because vfm 
I would recommend watching. Yeah. So I guess I'll talk about that. So VFM was, oops, uh, let's see. It was directed by Joe Bagos. And I haven't seen any of his movies before. This movie I just found. You keep saying M. It's W, by the way. Just wanted to, v- for the listeners. <laughs> VFW, sorry. Yeah. Don't look up VFM. You won't find anything. VFM. <laughs> FM radio. <laughs> Virtual FM. VFW, sorry. Yeah. VFW. It was released, this a 2020 release, and it has, like, nobody's talking about this movie. I hadn't heard of it. I'm just like, 2020 releases. Let's find out what came, came out this year. It sounded interesting, so I'm like, why not? So, uh, synopsis. A typical night for veterans at a VFW turns into an all-out battle for survival when a desperate teen runs into a bar with a bag of stolen drugs. When a gang of violent punks come looking for her, the vets use every weapon at their disposal to protect the girl and themselves from an unrelenting attack. So this movie had quite a few uh, older actors in this. Stephen Lane. Yeah. Martin Cove, William Sadler. Uh, And it felt very realistic in the beginning. So it's just some old men at a bar talk veterans talking about their old good old days. It felt very natural, very like well done, well written. They felt like they could have been the chemistry between all of them was amazing. Felt like they could have been friends for, I mean, I just kept thinking back to this is how I'm going to be with my friends at some old bar, like dive bar talking about the old days. And it felt, I loved that part of it. I will say right away that the story and stuff is very simple. Like that synopsis is all there was. There was no other hidden meaning. There was no other trying to be anything more than it was. Well, like you said before, I think this is that it's like Grindhouse. So a lot of those movies are just surface level. This is what it is. Action over the topness. So I think Grindhouse was also in the 70s. Set in the 70s? What do you mean? No, Grindhouse type of movies oh right yeah so grindhouse was like Style, yeah oh, it was yeah. basically they had these theaters that would have play movies that were not blockbuster movies they would only be pretty much shown in these and they were shown so many times that pretty the, much any robert rodriguez film. well the film well and show. quentin tarantino were yeah. big fans of this t- style of movie so they're over the top they're ex- extremely violent not something that a lot of people would love and not trying to be so this was definitely in that style it had the gore and stuff in this was amazing it was so violent and just heads smashing and skulls bursting and blood and guts everywhere chainsaws table saws all Martin that was Cole, used i forget yeah that's the dude from uh karate kid that's what i'm saying like it had some old Old actors from in this. the seven, yeah, probably in the seven. Yep, and so they were like Vietnam, I'm guessing, veterans. And this took place in like a near future ish type thing where this new drug was invented after the opioid crisis, which is happening right now, and it gets people super addicted. So it was filmed super grainy. It was must have been on real film, actually. It was well, or that could be a or filter. Or the put it filter, on there. but yeah. it was super grainy. If it doesn't have a budget, 
then my guess is it was shot digitally and they did that they for did an effect that. to make it look like must be because yeah, it was house. like faded at parts like oh, yeah, sun damage type thing definitely done post production. Yeah. yeah super grainy dark was almost impossible to see but nothing was badly filmed it looked good there was a lot of color a lot of reds which apparently i love and blues yeah a lot of reds and blues apparently i love that now the font was almost hard to read and fuzzy at the beginning and yeah the action definitely it was low budget it was pretty much took place in only two spots inside this theater and inside the vfw yeah which was an old bar for veterans and i don't want to go into too much detail if you want to watch it yeah yeah i mean i would recommend i would i would i love those type of movies i mean yeah you know i'm a fan of quentin you know i like mm, some of robert rodriguez this was released on valentine's day yeah 2020 (laughs) so it yeah, it was definitely campy, over over the top action that was one of the movies that was self aware. It knew it was dumb. The things that knocked it down for me was one, yeah, it was dumb overall. Like it was pretty weak in the story and plot and everything. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of things that could be better, but I definitely enjoyed it. And if you are interested in over the top, violent, grindhouse type movies, it doesn't have the stylings of a Tarantino that his style that really makes it elevates his movies. It doesn't have the writing that elevates those kind of movies, but it was fun. I had a great time watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. That's and it's on what? It's all, it's all it's going streaming for. on? Uh, you had to rent it. I rented it. Oh, you yeah. rented it. Okay. Yeah, I rented it. Which my rent rental still going if you guys want to watch it today. Yeah. Um, I'll go real quick. Because I think you're going to watch this one also. But uh, we did our review of Nocturnal Animals. And I was just hankering for some more Tom Ford. So I uh, went on Netflix and watched um, A Single Man. His first film stars uh, Colin Firth. And basically just tells the story of a single man going through some depression after an event in his life. And kind of just puts you in his headspace and what it's like for him. Uh, so he's he's a gay man and living in, I'm trying to remember the time period, the 60s or 70s in LA. Looks um, like 60s. Yeah, so great aesthetic, like fits that time period perfectly and like telling that story, like, you know, show, does a lot of like these shots of like what a nuclear family is, you know, like perfect family and stuff and that's not him and it wasn't accepted then. So he's, you know, hides this aspect of his life and just, you know, Tom Ford's aesthetic with that. And then going through this, this journey of uh, him being depressed and basically wanting to commit suicide. And then flashbacks of him being happy. Like the, it does like these shifts in color and tones, like goes from like very monotonous to very like bright Mm. and vivid. So like it, and it does it even like in the present day, or that's when it does it. So it kind of tells you like when he's, what his feelings are just like through the visuals. Like mental state at the time. Yeah, just through the visuals. So like he'll interact with like one of his old friends and it'll make him happy and the colors will get saturated and brighten up. And then like when he's feeling one way, it'll be a little bit more drab and dreary. And just that, like I hadn't seen that before. I'm sure it's not 100% original, but from what we know of Tom Ford and nocturnal animals and just his art and style and direction, 
with this story, it's very different than Nocturnal Animals, but like I loved almost everything about it. I think I can't even remember what my only gripe was, but more of just like a feeling of how I felt after the movie because I think it'll go up on a rewatch as well, but I'll be excited to dive more into it. Maybe yeah. rewatch it after you see it. See, for me, it always that it. a half star is a lot of times just a that it. Yeah. Like that extra entertainment part that pushes it just up that little bit there. Yeah. Technically, like a five and a four and a half can be the same, but there's yeah. something five about left it. You with more. Yeah. And it's something too with like I think settling into what it is gonna be like not knowing what it's going to be and then you have to take time to settle into what it's going to be and then you know what it is at the end of it obviously you watched it you know what it is so then rewatching it kind of adds like there's probably just, so yeah. many four and a halfs that I could rewatch and go up to a five now that I know what they are I think this is one of those so got to rewatch it knowing what it is and appreciating everything and taking more in but so you gave it a four and a half so it's four and a half for me <laughs> the first watch and yeah, I think you definitely need to watch it. So you can Maybe I'll watch that tonight. <laughs> and you had one more thing. I had lost girls, but I was going to wait on that one. Okay. You don't want to even say, Oh, I can briefly? do general. Yeah. So this was a movie that was pretty boring and I don't think they knew that how boring their movie was. So the story itself is actually very interesting. It's based on, these murders that happened in 2011, I believe, on Long Island, New York. And the stories themselves are pretty interesting. I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler because it's a real event that happened. Uh, basically, the main character's daughter was uh, murdered or lot went missing, basically. And this happened right before they found these bodies of a bunch of other people. So it turned out to being maybe a serial killer dozen murdered sex workers. Yeah. And they were all prostitutes. Yeah. And yeah, it basically follows the story of what the ends a mother would go to, to find evidence of what happened to her daughter because she went missing. The rest were bodies were found. Right. And like a less interesting true story uh, prisoners. Yeah. What would, so, a parent, what would a parent do? Yeah. Then? So like it's a you're like, wow, yeah, that's an interesting story. Yeah. But it was so boring. There was so many <laughs> conversations and stuff. I'm just like, why is this in here? Like yeah. this, this does not need to be in here. It doesn't add anything. It just lengthens it for no reason. And I think it was in there because they're like, wow, people are enthralled at this point. They're waiting for the mystery of what could have happened. And I wasn't, I was just like, Oh my God, like when does this end? Like, what is the ending going to be? Right. <laughs> and procedurals just, can be very good or like very engaging. If like the procedure is engaged, like the report last year, yes, super yes. procedural movie, like a reporter going through pages, thousands of pages of just documents. But like how it's portrayed and like the procedure of that is interesting. It's well done. <laughs> and this wasn't. And they didn't or the director didn't realize that clearly. It's yeah. very evident that they thought people were way more interested at the point than I, than I was at least. I don't actually know how well it was received overall. You were yeah. about. All right. You were a little below average, but. Yeah. So. You were right there. It, yeah, it was boring. 
Uh, it was well acted. I thought... Uh, Amy Ryan. Yeah, Amy Ryan. Holly Flax. I thought she did really well. Talisa McKenzie. Thought the, yeah, everyone was solid to good. But just R- it was Richard, so... Richard Byrne, Byrne, Byrne's in it. Yeah. And then I thought even like the cinematography was well done. Everything was pretty solid, but it was kind of the same problem with Capone, I guess, to me. It was just like... Why? Yeah. yeah. Well, this this story was more interesting, though. Like, this could be an interesting story to be told, but it was. I would almost rather have read the Wikipedia page about the story than watch the movie. Because, yeah, it was just boring. Yeah. Well, we'll it check it out before next show, and we can. I mean, I doubt there's going to be much more to dive into based off of that, but we'll, we'll <laughs> see. I don't um, know. Maybe you guys will love it. I doubt it, but uh, <laughs> yeah. it's a 2020 movie, so gotta yeah. watch it. Can't go in saying we're gonna doubt it. Maybe, we <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe I will love it. Who knows? All right, next week. Um, I did not even know this was out or available to rent, but I found out that the Jesus Rolls is out. If you don't know what that is, it's the spiritual successor or spiritual sequel to The Big Lebowski, directed by John Turturro. We'll definitely have some more stuff for next week. So Jesus Rolls for sure. Check the Instagram page for. For what will be, what will be the featured reviews? Anything else, Dad? All right, follow us on Letterbox and Untapped. I'm at the KG Project. I'm JSL five one seven. JSL five one seven. Yeah, we're all. Uh, if you guys didn't know, we're professionals, so we're all pros on Letterbox now. <laughs> yeah, we're all <laughs> at the so pro. To, ten they, minutes ago, <laughs> not to toot our own horn, but uh, Letterbox Untapped at uh, Josh underscore Soldana. All right, uh, send in questions to Suds and Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. Follow the Instagram, Suds and Cinema Podcast. Like the Facebook page. Artwork by DJ Mike Holiday. And that brings us to a close. All right, cheers, guys. <laughs>